Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You were having a freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to this Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. Also online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live. And YouTube had a ton of folks checking us out before and after the game on Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And we'll continue to get your reaction from East Carolina's heartbreaking loss to NC State on Saturday, 21 to 20. So you can check in with us on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And also it is Delcor Players Lounge Monday. So coming up in the next three hours, we're going to uh, try to hook up with East Carolina running back Rajay Harris, Pirate linebacker Xavier Smith, another LB, Miles Berry, also Pirate tight end Ryan Jones, rush in Jeremy Lewis, and Keaton Mitchell, ECU running back, along with Isaiah Winstead, the wide receiver of the Pirates. Got Holt Naylor's joining us first on the program. Shirley Rhodes is here. The Chan Man, Chandler Honeycutt, and Troy D alongside. Hello, folks. What's Hello. up, Troy? Clip, good to see you, man. We made it through the first weekend. We made it, and now it's uh, it's on to week two. It is. <laughs> Time is We are flying. in the middle of the tornado. Can you believe it's already here? I can. I know you can't, but it is, I and uh, we are ready to go. Can. Lots to recap, but let's uh, hit it off with the uh, Pit Electric Live line with Holt Naylor's clip. That's right. The QB joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Holton, how you doing, man? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing, doing all right. I guess, first of all, uh, Holton, people uh, worried about uh, how you're feeling today with the shoulder, so uh first of all how are you doing uh with the shoulder on this monday yeah i'm doing all right uh, i mean you're gonna be in the being be in the training room this week but you know nothing i haven't done before so uh that's just kind of how the season is you get bumps and bruises ro- along the way and i mean you kind of live in the training room up until about wednesday or thursday and then your body starts feeling good and saturday you're ready to go and then sunday you're back in the training room and start it all over so I've uh, been doing it for a while now and just kind of know how this thing goes, so it mean nothing to do for me. Yeah, and holding this, Troy, I know you've you've dealt with that issue, especially the dislocated shoulder before, I guess, if that's what you call it. For those of us that have not had that happen, take us through, like, what, you know, obviously you get tackled, you land on it a little funny, it pops out a joint. Like, what, what exactly happens? It pops out a joint, like, almost like a, a jammed finger, and then you pop it back in. Like, explain the process of what happens and how you get it back. Yeah, so I honestly thought it was a stinger, which is very common in football, and especially in your arm. Um, and my whole arm just kind of—I mean, it just felt. I mean, it—I mean, it hurt pretty good. Stingers is pretty much like a shock to your um, shoulder or arm, and I thought it was that. And when I when I moved down and looked at it, by the time I moved it, I kind of popped it back into place, not knowing that I did it. Um, luckily, kind of, because I mean, if I if the trainers would have to do it, it would probably been a lot more. I would have probably been out for you know, more plays than I was. So luckily I did it and um, just got back in there. I think the rule is if the trainers come out onto the field, you know, you got to sit out a play. But once I sat out that play, you know, I was right back into the game. How often does that happen to you during the course of a season? So I've never, I've never popped um, my shoulder out of place. So that was a first for me. Um, I didn't really even know what it would feel like. And I 
I literally in the moment I didn't even know it was out of place until like I said it popped back in and I was like crap and then I got a little weak for a second that's why I was on my back I thought I was gonna throw up just from just feeling the weakness of it and realizing what happened but then once I came to realize kind of what everything happened I mean right after that I was fine once I stood up and everything I mean it was a little sore but I mean I took some medicine and then got on with it talking to Holt Naylor's ECU starting quarterback uh, Pirates took the number 13 team in the nation to the final play of the game and Holt and a lot of folks would say East Carolina outplayed the Wolfpack unfortunately the final score just didn't reflect it came up a point or two short Uh, just your thoughts of the game first of all overall just the whole the atmosphere and then just the game itself of how things went yeah the atmosphere was amazing um, we, we really appreciate the fans doing that, and hopefully we can recreate that this Saturday versus a good ODU team coming in here. Um, a, a, a night-ish game. Uh, it'll be night by the time we're done with it, so that'll be a fun one uh, with the tailgate and stuff like that for the fans. But, yeah, I mean, it was a fun weekend. Obviously, we wish we um, you know, we could have won it. Um, we, you know, we think we, we have a team that can win that game, and, you know, I mean, our program is to the point now where we're not here for moral victories. We're here to win games, and you know, unfortunately, we lost, and that's that's all we take from us. We lost it, and we gotta be better this weekend to win to win more games. So uh, you know, we're in it for the for the wins and and learn from the losses and just grow from it. Oh, Naylor's joining us. Twenty five of forty one, two hundred sixty seven yards, had two touchdowns and two interceptions, and and we talk about the good and the bad. Holden, how about the the two early picks? You were able to to bounce back from them, but uh, one kind of down the sideline, and then one what was an overthrow? What what uh, what did you see when you look back at those interceptions on Saturday? Yeah, yeah, they were both the right reads. Um, just just made bad throws on the first one. I just underthrew them. It was early in the game, and I just I just underthrew them. Should have put it more out there. And the second one, I, I double-clutched it. Probably should have ran the ball. Um, I knew he was going to be open based off the coverage they gave us, but they uh, their safety, the backside safety kind of roamed into the throwing lane. And uh, when I took off the run, I saw it open back up and just overthrew him. So, yeah, just got to learn from it. Um, not my first interception I've ever thrown at ECU. Probably won't be my last, but uh, just got to learn from it. Holden, when we talked last week, you mentioned that uh, Donnie had kind of given you the green light to – check off or audible whenever you saw fit how how many times did you end up doing that on saturday a ton i mean pretty much every run play like i said earlier um i mean pretty much every run play we have has a check to it now of multiple runs in it um based off of the defense that they give us and the weakness of that and even pass plays even now so uh, i mean i did it i don't know the exact number but i mean just about every other play um i probably had some sort of check or some sort of change of call and obviously, you know, the ending was tough for, for everybody. And, you know, Owen Daffer, a hero last year, unfortunately, you know, unable to execute that game-winning field goal, missed an extra point. What did you, Who talks to him? You know, did, you're the, kind of the team leader, obviously, at quarterback, and obviously it's the, the coach's responsibility. But did you end up saying anything to him? And if so, what? Yeah, I did. I mean, I sat with him after the game in the locker room and just told him that, you know, I've been there. I've been there when people are – scrutinize you and doing all this but those are the same people that are cheering for you when you do good um and and that's why i mean you know fans are great but then in the day they are fans and you got to keep a tight circle and i mean if you know me i mean i I keep a super tight circle around i mean it's just kind of me and my family and the people i grew up with and that's it everyone else's opinions you know i appreciate but at the end of the day it doesn't really matter um the people that i mean the people that really care for you are going to be there through the good and the bad and that's just that's how college football is that's how sports are in general and really life too so 
Um, yeah, I told him I was there for him. And like I said, I mean, I've been through a lot of the same things he's going through now and just told him if he needs something or, I mean, I'm, I'm still going to be there for him either way. How is he handling it? You know, it is a, obviously a big moment and uh, kicking. There's, it's a lot of in mental game, as you know. Uh, how, is the, how has he been doing? Yeah, um, he's definitely down, but I mean, as well as he, he can be doing. I mean, he's, he's going to learn from it just like we all are. I mean, there's we could have won that game on a ton of different plays than just one kick. So, I mean, we're not too focused on that. And, I mean, we're focused on growing from it. And, I mean, I promise you I missed plenty of throws on Saturday that could have helped us win that game at the end of the game. Holden Naylor's joining us. And, uh, yeah, his redemption story will hopefully be written later this year. And I think that Saturday was uh, – a good example of redemption we talked about your two picks you played great in the second half jalen johnson isaiah winstead had some drops early some of that's credited to nc state hitting uh those guys right when they caught the ball but man they looked really good cj johnson back uh he looked really good four catches for ryan jones how about the the distribution uh of your targets there holding when you i don't know look at the stat sheet look back at the film were you pleased with how you're able to spread the ball around to all those guys on saturday yeah, it was. I mean, I know we've kind of talked about it all camp that we have guys on the outside um, that are as good as anyone in the country, and we still believe that. You know, leaving the game Saturday, that we got guys that can compete with anyone. And the good thing about it is we don't just have one or two. I mean, we we firmly believe we have you know six or seven guys that can go in there and compete and and really help us win games. So it, it was good to see that and see all the guys get get the ball and you know have the opportunity to make plays and brighter days are ahead for the ecu run game i think beginning saturday against old dominion that nc state front uh, there's a reason they're 13th in the country and a lot of it is their defense but uh it's never great when holton aylers is the leading passer and rusher i think that'll change coming up next week holton but is that one of those situations you guys stuck with it you tried to run the ball and, and you hit a big one with mitchell and also uh rajay's touchdown run but when you got to throw 41 times I, I was impressed you guys were were able to move the ball you way the way you did uh the way that nc state d-line was playing yeah, we knew they were really good. I mean, they're one of the best defenses in the nation. They're definitely one of the best defenses, if not the best defense that we face all year. Um, they're super talented, and their scheme's really good. And anytime you have those two going for you, and they had a, they had 10, 10 returning starters to a top-10 defense last year. So, I mean, obviously they're going to be a really good defense this year. So, we knew going in we were going to have to RPO them early, um, you know, get those linemen moving and stuff. And, I, I mean, the second half, the, the run lane started to open up a bit more. But, I mean, they had some dudes up front in that linebacker, and, Anytime you have that, I mean, it is going to be hard to run the ball. Uh, hold on. It seems like, you know, Keith Mitchell is so fast and so dangerous a threat every time he touches the ball. It seems like if you can get him in uh, in space in, in like a slant pattern or whatever, he, he could really outmaneuver that defense versus just a handoff. How much uh, are you trying to get the ball to him on a quick pass versus just a handoff? Yeah, I mean, anytime we can get him the ball, it's going to be good. Like you said, anytime he can touch, he can score. Um, and just, just – kind of like you said i mean any way we can get it if it's a, if it's a catch or a run just get him the ball and um i mean i thought coach k did a good job of, of getting him the ball in, in some past game too i know he had a couple catches so um obviously the more the better but you know we do have some guys on the outside too that are like i just said super talented too so um just being balanced in that and, and keeping everyone happy and just moving the ball down the field you know our goal and i know you were excited about uh cj johnson his kind of comeback story what a coming out party for him with that first touchdown yeah it was it was good to see him and, and he's had a really good offseason once he got back with us and kind of you know changed the way he is and the teammate he is so super proud of him uh you know glad he's on our team because he is super talented and it's really going to help us this year and 
He's going to help us. I mean, we, we think we can compete for a conference championship, and he's going to be a big part of that. Holden Naylor's joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. It's the Delcor Players Lounge. Holden, just so close to being able to celebrate on the field with your teammates and the Pirate fans. That's exactly what happened uh, with Old Dominion on Friday night as they knocked off Virginia Tech. Did you watch that game live, or have you uh, gone back and, and watched any of Old Dominion yet? Yeah, I got a little bit of it live, and I've, I've already watched, uh, you know, their film and, and got a head start on them. So, I mean, they're a good football team. I mean, you don't knock off a ACC opponent like that uh, of Virginia Tech without being a good football team. So, we got a good team rolling in here, and um, we're going to need all of Pirate Nation and all of our team to come in ready to roll. How's everybody doing health-wise? We talked about your personal health and your shoulder and everything, you know, other than the bumps and bruises. But how is uh, everybody else, at least on the offense, looking? We're good. Uh, it's just, you know, like you said, just bumps and bruises. I mean, you're always going to have people in the training room getting treatment. But for the most part, uh, we came out of it pretty healthy for a, for a football game. Talked to Ryan Jones later. He was limping around, just kind of one of those things. He said it was uh, Willie Smith who joined us uh, said, you are completely healthy like uh, when the balls kicked off week one and after that you're really not healthy the rest yep. of the year. So that's just kind of how it works, right, Holt? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, once the – season starts you're never really truly 100 percent health so uh, that's just how football is and you just gotta stay in the training room and get as healthy as you can for the next week and holding as you know there's a difference between playing hurt and injured you know if you're injured you can't play but everybody's kind of hurt a little bit yeah and then that's the thing is you're gonna have bumps and bruises and stuff and you just gotta kind of like you said just just stay as healthy as possible and you know get to saturday and then kind of restart the the whole process over once the week's over and once the game's over with but you know the goal is to be as healthy as possible uh saturday and our training staff does a really good job of that and uh we think we have the best training staff in the nation and uh we're just lucky to have them well i think you caught the attention of a lot of folks uh, especially on national tv coming out of college game day uh east carolina battled tough took it down to the wire had a chance to win and uh, I know all the state fans I talked to felt very lucky to get out of Greenville with a win, and it almost felt like they didn't deserve it. But uh, keep your, your head up, Holton, and uh, the team. There, there is a lot to build on for this season. And I think this – and I, I, I'm not just saying it because we're friends with you guys. I, I really think this could still be a magical year for ECU football. Yeah, for sure. We do too, so we're excited about it. And you uh, excited for Saturday, and that's why you, you start getting the win column then. Sounds good. We'll uh, touch base again with you soon next week, and uh, have a good week of practice. We'll see you out there Saturday. All right. Thanks, guys. Go Pirates. Thanks, Holden. Holden Aylers joining us on the Pitt Electric Live Line. It's the Delcor Players Lounge here on a Monday. You can call Delcor 321-8868. Visit DelcorInc.com. They're the service professionals taking care of any size job. And, uh, man, tough one, Troy Day. Yeah, it's like you watch a movie and you think you know the ending clip, and all of a sudden there's a plot twist at the end. And uh, it was set up for what? It was set up for such a magical kind of comeback redemption for Daffer, who missed the extra point, but he could win it on a field goal. Uh, I know the students were ready to storm the field. I, I had a vision that that was going to happen, that the goalpost would remain, but the, the field would be stormed. Uh, they could have won it almost on the last play of the game. It it would have been magical clip to start the season off 1-0 against a top 15 team and then just kind of keep it rolling through September uh, I still feel that this season's you know it this is it kind of reminds me and I hate to dwell back to the 91 season but it does have kind of shades yeah. of you hate to you do it quite a bit where that loss at Illinois was so painful 
to the team. They never wanted to lose again. And I kind of feel that this loss against NC State has that similar feel. That the team knew they were a better team than State. They could have they should have won. It kind of got stolen away. And I'm hoping they'll use this to galvanize them to heck, what if they run the table? You know, and I still think that's possible. Uh, a lot of the mistakes that were made are very fixable. And uh, this is uh, for out of the gate to play a team like NC State and to play as tough as they did. Uh, there's a lot to build on here. And I think East Carolina is on the verge of a fantastic year. And uh, obviously, we would all love to be talking about a victory right now. But um, I'm, I'm telling you, man, East Carolina has come light years from where Mike Houston stepped on campus what, what he inherited and what he took over so uh, i feel really good about the future right now the future being this season a lot different than that season one opener uh, against nc state a few years ago when the pirates lost uh, at carter finley stadium and uh, it starts uh week two with old dominion get that first win on the board and go from there odu knocking off virginia tech on uh friday night and this is a not a great virginia tech team i was I, I I felt great about ECU's chances week two, right when I saw Old Dominion win that game. That actually is good for us. They're, they're partying. Totally due for a letdown. They might still be partying, yeah. for all I know. That's a massive win for them. Has they, they have beaten them, what, once before? They've beat them before, yeah. Yeah. But that's a, you know, Virginia Tech ODU is like us and NC State. Yeah. You know, they relish those wins. And to get them on their home field which they stormed the field there, I saw. So maybe, I, maybe that was my premonitions getting crossed. You got the you wrong, know. yeah. I did have a vision, and maybe I misread that you vision. You were a few hundred miles <laughs> uh, north. I said the wrong game. <laughs> the vision was right. I misread it. Damn. That happens. Man, that happens. Now I know why these fortune tellers are <laughs> it's tough business clip. Uh, if you'd I mean, have gone to a professional, they might have could have told yeah, you. Yeah, they could have cleared that up for me. You're in Norfolk, yeah. not Greenville. <laughs> Um, but what what a uh, but what a week weekend for Pirate Radio. I mean, the Thursday night to kick the kickoff party was amazing. Thanks to Coach Houston and everybody that came out to that. The, the new venue, our friends at the State Theater, uh, it's just a fantastic event space for us, and uh, so much fun. Friday, bringing the Clydesdales back into town was so cool as they made all the deliveries in downtown Greenville and then a record crowd for Freeboot Friday with Uncle Cracker, the largest crowd in the history of Freeboot Friday. And then uh, Saturday, the largest crowd in the history of ECU football and another epic tailgate. Our, pro- our broadcast, I thought, never sound better. Uh, the pregame show was, we were clicking on all cylinders and I thought the postgame show was awesome. Um, you know, as far as everything we could control, clip I thought went yeah, control what you can control. And uh, kudos to our staff and everybody, our sponsors and our listeners and every viewers. Uh, it was fantastic. You know, it was only one thing that we would have done different, and that was out of our control. But uh, st- as I said, still an incredible weekend, no doubt, and uh, a whole lot of fun. Really uh, appreciated the interaction with the Pirate Nation on Saturday before and after the game. We took a ton of calls. We were on. Uh, what about three hours maybe three plus uh on saturday I, after the game i had to step away for a little while and i can't and i was like well I, there's probably no way there, I, i'll let me check and y'all were still going strong i ended up catching the last few segments of the show well we had I callers like, I, we I, have, I almost called in at the end just to give you guys thank you for not da- just to dap you up on the air just shoot a what, text over I did. I chose that instead. <laughs> Good call. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember you. that text? Yeah, you did actually. Yeah, I sent a, a text to the team just how proud I was of you guys. Yeah. Of uh, everything y'all have done. So, so we I, have. I did not. I did not call. I was going. Now I would have. If we had won, I would have made Atticus's call look like nothing. I know. 
but I, I didn't want to say something I'd regret in the emotion of the moment. Even though I did feel good, I've never felt better about a loss. I kind of shared his sentiments. Uh, I called him my spirit animal. Can we play his call? Yeah. Uh, this was our former intern, Atticus, who is now a grown-up Atticus. Kind of. He might be, uh, what is he, 40 by now? Um, but anyway, he called in the post game, And really, I share his sentiments. And the reason I like Atticus is because he reminds me of myself, a younger version of myself. And this is kind of how I'd react, a younger Troy D, if I was going to call the fifth quarter, take it away, surely. Oh, are they paving the way for Atticus, who has been trying to get in all show? Can we get Atticus and Charlotte in? Atticus? Atticus, 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 Atticus. Look, I told Shirley I'm coming on and I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say one thing negative and I'm going to go all positive. Look, obviously, anytime you lose to the Wolfpack, it's soul crushing, right? Today could have been one of the biggest wins in program history. Soul crushing. But I'm encouraged to see everybody supporting Owen Dapper. If that that kick against Navy last year, I mean, he's a legend forever no matter what he does. No matter what he does from here on out, he's a legend. And I'll support that kid forever. You know what? He's a kid, and he did it. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. Let me cut to the chase. Here's the thing. It sucks losing the Wolfpack. Number 13 team in the country comes to Greenville, and we have them on the ropes. If you're not in Daddy Pickling Stadium supporting the Pirates behind Mike Houston, you don't have a pulse. You don't have a soul. You've never stepped foot in Greenville, North Carolina. Today is the biggest positive in the history of East Carolina football. Mike Houston has these boys rolling. This program is rolling. This program is at the top of it as it was with Ruffin McNeil. I've been drinking Cope. I'm sorry if I'm stumbling over my words a little bit. The Pirates are rolling, Cliff. The Pirates are back. ECU football is back. This program is back, baby. I know we lost the crusher today, but you know what? ECU football is back, and if you're not excited, you don't have a pulse. You don't have a soul. ECU is going all the way, baby. Come on. You got to be excited about it, baby. You got to be inspired by what you saw. I've never been more happy about a lot. Atticus. We were asked that was me calling in, actually. It was not. Yeah, that was uh, younger you. Yeah, but I do endorse that call, and I do feel like Atticus is my spirit animal. I like that we thought he was wrapping up, and uh, no, he was just still back there screaming, come on. Come on! Yeah. Atticus, former ECU, uh, former Pirate Radio intern, ECU grad. Yeah. Excited. Intern intern legend. The greatest thing that's ever happened to ECU. We've had a lot uh, of great interns. We've had some not-so-great interns that that you bicker with quite often yeah <laughs> that have gone on that have the worst takes i've ever seen yeah we have one former intern that just has absolutely terrible takes online 100%. and every time i see his take i disagree with it i don't engage i do find it funny that you engage and i think you said that to him every time he says something i disagree with this guy's take and feel good about it yeah it's amazing i'm not even trying to 
But it's like it, it, whatever he says, I have the opposite opinion on. Yeah. It, it really blows my We're mind. We're talking about Josh Graham, by the way. I don't know why you beat around the bush and say, I mean, Josh Graham. Former yeah. Pirate Radio intern. There you go. Yeah. Just for people. I just do. I d- disagree with the dude's takes. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I just disagree with his opinion. Although, I disagreed with his opinion when he was an intern here. Like, I never disagreed more with anybody that I've ever met that claims to be a pirate than him. Great call um, I enjoyed, from Atticus. I enjoyed Atticus and, of course, our intern who's still with us, Chad. Chad, how you feeling today, Chad? You were doing a little rough on Saturday at 8 a.m. What's going on, Chad? <laughs> i tell you what. Big party at the Fried House, Chad. Uh, a lot better than I felt on Saturday. So I'm refreshed. Yesterday was a recharging day, uh, and I'm ready to do it all again on Saturday, starting saw, at 2 o'clock. Uh, Chandler was out, the, you know, he was out there with us with the Pirate Radio Party. We were having a good time. Time yep. went on there. I saw Chandler behind me at Freeboot Friday for a moment. Uncle Cracker was awesome. Uncle Cracker put on a great show. And the guy before him, Alex something, was incredible. Alex something. He was awesome. He was very good. I mean, he could be headlining in his own right. But uh, Uncle Cracker, I was stunned how much I enjoyed Uncle Cracker. I saw you did touch him. I did. Very nice guy, by the way. Got to talk to him for a little while. Congrats on the touch. Um, It was a super nice dude. And uh, all his entourage was very, you know, they weren't, they didn't too big time you. He's like the cool uncle. He's <laughs> Uncle Crack. Yeah. Cool I, guy. Yeah. Touched the Clydesdale. I touched a lot of like famous people things this weekend. You were doing some touching on uh, Thursday night too. <laughs> Clydesdale. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Rajay Harris said to join us. Yeah, you. we're gonna uh, we're moving up. Uh, guy schedule's a little crazy today because it's a holiday, so they have him doing a little bit more. We're moving Jeremy Lewis up, so he may be coming up in the next uh, few moments too. It's like a grab bag. Yeah. What pirate will yeah. be on next? We're gonna have all of them, I think, eventually. Just not sure exactly when. We don't know the order. Yeah. When, where, how, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna get them on. More to go. Delcor Players Lounge on a Monday. Back with you after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Monday Players Lounge edition presented by Del Core. We'll get back to the players in a moment. Still got a lot of Pirate players to join us on today's program, recapping the 21 uh, to 20 loss to nc state and man uh just a, a tough one to take you got to move on from it tough for fans to do tough for us to do but you know imagine the players troy d i mean yeah. we had it last year they started zero and two they came in with the right mindset were able to turn it around i have no doubt they'll be able to do it again this year well and if you think back to last season clip you know south carolina the, the team went toe-to-toe with that sec team and uh, really should have won that game, yeah. if you think about it. So, 
kind of a similar feel, although I think this would have been a much bigger win, and I think NC State's a much better team than South Carolina was last year. No doubt. Uh, Rajay Harris, East Carolina running back, found the end zone on Saturday, and he finds us here on the Pit Electric Live line. Rajay, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How about y'all? Doing great, and uh, tough one there on Saturday, Rajay. How tough is one where you – you got it. You feel like you're going to win it, but you walk out of the stadium one point short. Uh, you know how do you how do you get over that one and uh, and keep your head up and move on to next week? Um, it was a tough one. You know, everybody thought that uh, we was going to win it. Um, most dominant team on that field that Saturday, but um, you know, you know, mistakes happen, adversity hits. Um, you got to bounce back this week. Just showing that we're not just a team that showed up one week. Rajay Harris joining us. Rajay, uh, have you you talked to Owen? Uh, if so, what have you said to Owen Daffer uh, after he uh, missed the, the extra point in the field goal there at the end? Uh, I talked to him right after. You know, I motivated him. That's still my brother. You know, I didn't shame him. I didn't blame him for anything. You know, uh, and it's real talk. I'm not just saying this just for the interview. It just, you know, like I told him, I said adversity hits. But I said it's either going to make you or break you. And, um, you know, next day at practice, he kicking field goals, he making them. Um, so, you know, I, I really do think, like, he's going to show, you know, why people shouldn't have did that. Shouldn't have come in on his page, shouldn't have bashed his name. But he, he's about to show him. He's about to, he's about to flip the switch. I really do believe that. Roger, that NC State defense came in here with a lot of hype. Uh, you guys went toe-to-toe with them. How much did they talk on the field? Were, were they jawing a lot, like, during the game to you guys? Uh, not really, to be honest. Um, you know, pregame we walked out there on the field. They was like, "This our field," stuff like that. But uh, honestly, we got on the field. They wasn't even talking that much. Um, it was really just on some, you know, they were just trying to work. Um, very, very like classy. You know, uh, we didn't do too much talking either. I don't know about defense. You know how that gets. But uh, you know, offense, we really didn't. We didn't do no job. It was uh, tough sledding for the run game, Rajay. I do remember your your seven yard run, and you finally you got up from there, started pumping your fist, saying, "All right, let's get something going." But that is a tough defensive line. Uh, you were able to find the end zone, though, getting the end zone, and that was uh, a huge touchdown at the time in the fourth quarter. How'd that one feel to to slide through and uh, get into pay dirt there? Sure, just a dream come true, my guy. You know, I was I was on the sideline first quarter, you know, telling people that we're gonna be just fine. You know, we live for moments like this. We dream for it. But well, you got to do it. And, you know, when we got down in the red zone, I told myself that I've been, I've been training all my life for this moment. So uh, when I got in the end zone, I was happy. I celebrated with the team. But uh, just, to, just to have that feeling, man, that was a great feeling just to celebrate and just, you know, have doubt is just going crazy while you get in the end zone. It was just a great feeling. Well, and I think the mentality of this team, obviously, you know, and the chemistry is still being written, but that kind of never give up attitude. That is, the, the team could have packed it. There were a few moments where it could have gotten out of hand, and uh, Pirates never packed it up and came from behind and put themselves in a position to win it right at the end. Yes, sir, man. That's correct. Like you said, man, uh, like I said earlier, adversity. That's, that's all it is, just a little bit of adversity. And uh, adversity either make you or break you. So this week, as we preparing for ODU, we're going to show people that, you know, we're we're really a good team and we really can fight through adversity. We're not the type to, you know, we lose one and just 
mope around. Like yesterday at practice, we had everybody flying around, you know, hurting or not. You know, people just, they're ready to play. They're ready to get back out there and redeem, you know, the Pirates. So this week I feel like it's going to be a great week. We're going against a great ODU team, uh, offensively, defensively. They're just not dog heat tech. So it's going to be a great game, but, you know, should we just ready to play again. Rajay Harris joining us. Rajay, uh, you guys were able to cash it in down near the goal line twice. NC State was not. And and we'll talk to Jeremy uh, in a little bit along with Miles Xavier. How about that defensive stand? Really two, one on the fumble and then one on fourth and goal. What was that like uh, watching it from the sidelines? So me and Keaton was on the bench. We were standing up on the bench uh, watching on the jumbo trying because we couldn't, we couldn't really watch it, you know, on the field because everybody's standing up, everybody's hyped. And when we just seen that both times, we ran on the field. But like we was playing defense, like we was on defense. It was just, it was one of those feelings like you felt the switch. You felt the momentum switch. You seen their heads go down. You know, it just made us more hungrier to get out there and go dry down our throat and just, you know, win it. Um, I agree. I agree with you. I think the the game changed on that play, uh, and it just okay. felt like that. This is this is the moment you'll look back at. VCU pulls it off. This was the play that turned it around. And I will tell you the visual of that. Just it's one thing to have a goal line stand and stop somebody, but the way they pushed him back and the whole team it was like <laughs> eight or nine purple helmets on this one guy, and it was just a stampede. And the I got to tell you, I've been in East Carolina games going to. Daddy Ficklin Stadium a long time. That moment was as loud as just about any moment I've heard in the stadium. I mean, it was incredible. That's the loudest I ever heard it. And I've been here three years. That was that was unreal right there. That's just that's just the moment you're gonna remember for the rest of your life. It's just you know, it's big shout out to defense because, you know, not only did they bring it Saturday, they brought it, you know, Tuesday through Friday. So it's nothing you know, I, I would say it's nothing new to us to see that happen. But um just to feel it. You know, you, you actually felt it out there with the crowd going crazy. And it's just, like I said, it's just great feeling. Rajay Harris joining us, ready to bounce back. And that week two opponent is Old Dominion. They're coming off a win over Virginia Tech where they allowed just 17 points. So another stiff defense uh, on the docket for you, Rajay. Have you dove into the uh, Monarchs at all? Uh, Just a tad. Not enough to really, you know, talk about, but – uh. Like I said, they're a very good good team. Uh, great front again. Got good linebackers. Nice uh, DBs back there. Uh, I don't know much about their offense, but uh, they're just a good team. You know, great coaches. Uh, I know a few players that play with them, and I know how they play. Uh, great physicality, great effort. So it's just gonna be one of them games that we just got to come out there and play. Rajay Harris joining us. Rajay, we appreciate you joining us today, man, on the uh, Delcor Players Lounge. Good luck this week. Go get a W, and uh, we'll talk to you again next Monday, man. Most definitely. I appreciate y'all. Thanks, Rajay. Rajay Harris, and uh, I like talking to him after wins, but but even losses, Troy, he, he's definitely got the right mindset. Yeah, always positive, upbeat. Yeah. Um, you know, you never hear him too down, and I, I do think he has the right attitude. I think this team has the right attitude. We will continue on the Delcor Players Lounge when we return. Jeremy Lewis is going to join us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Also uh, planning to hook up with Xavier Smith in about 10 minutes or so. So we'll have it all for you right here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, it is a Delcor Players Lounge Monday here on Pirate Radio Live as we speak to the Pirate players coming off a heartbreaking 21-20 loss to NC State. We are joined in studio now by East Carolina Russian Jeremy Lewis. Jeremy, welcome in. How you doing today, man? Doing good. Can't complain. Body feel good. Woke up another day, so I mean... I'm doing good. That sounds good. Uh, that takes away one of our questions. You said your body feels good, oh, yeah. so we don't have to ask how you're doing it, physically. Yeah, I mean, you got some bumps and bruises. Yes. And Jeremy actually feels better than I do today. I think so. <laughs> and that's one thing, man. I feel like I played in this game, Jeremy. <laughs> when we said, Holden, how you doing? He's like, great, guys. How are you? Rajay's upbeat. Like, yeah. as people watching from I'm the, the outside, one that's down. we're all bummed great. out. Yeah. But you don't have time to get bummed out, right? You got another one coming. Got to bounce back. Got to gotta forget. Have a... Um, what is it? A, qu- a quick, short memory. Short memory. Yeah, That's quick memory. Short, short memory. Short memory. Jeremy, we've talked like to that. some of the offensive guys. You're the first guy on uh, defense we've had a chance to touch base with. And let's talk about you know a lot to build on. One of the real bright spots in this game was this defense. I mean, it was just a, some incredible goal line stand. And you know, uh, I thought overall, especially going up against this. Uh, quarterback that they're you know pumping up huge for nc state and a very talented offense a top 15 team i thought ecu's defense was uh you know outstanding and yeah. you guys evaluation now after a couple of days away from it yeah one thing about our defense we went on a, a streak last year where we didn't let up points in the second half so doing that again this year wasn't really like you know wasn't really surprising like we show we, sh- we try to show up every day tuesday wednesday thursday practice we show up with that energy and that enthusiasm every day so when they carry over into the game like at halftime we're losing but we know we can go out there and make this a close ball game in a couple of plays like we can get a stop we can get the ball turnover get it back to our offense hold and start clicking you know things just things flip you know but we we we're, we're pretty good defense we know we got a motto we think we're the best defense in the nation and we just try to back that up a shutout in the second half. It's a good point, Jeremy. We haven't brought that up today. Another yeah. stat East Carolina was really good at last year was third downs, and State did convert yeah. a couple of third and longs, but four out of 13 on the day. That's a good number uh, you can yeah. live with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, we call it money down, but those third and longs were real crucial, man. It's, it's, it hurt us to get those up. You know, we could have we, – we, we try to get, like, a certain amount of three and outs, and we got the number that we like, but – we could have got a whole lot more if we didn't give up those third downs. Y'all got some huge three and outs yeah. following uh, an interception, following it looked like State was going to get momentum, yeah. and you guys shifted that multiple times on Saturday. Yeah, we just stay up. We stay with a whole lot of energy, man. We just practice what we preach, and we just we just go out there and act like nothing. Like, can you can't you got to go to the next play. You can't remember what happened. You just got to go to the next play, and that's what we did. Clip, Clip Jeremy mentioned that third down, money down, as they like to call it. I don't know if you noticed the new graphics on the scoreboard and the sound system, which did on a positive, worked great, by the way. Um, they had, when it was third down, the money dropping oh, uh, on the scoreboard yeah. over the third down logo. <laughs> 
uh, like it was raining money, if you will. So uh, obviously the graphic department in sync with the football team on that one. That's oh, pretty yeah. cool. I like yeah. that. Yes. And again, four for 13, great number for the defense on Saturday. Speaking of that crowd, Jeremy, what was the, that environment like on Saturday? Oh, that was crazy, man. I ain't never seen Downey Foot with that many people. Like, I mean, it's been it's been some good crowds, but that crowd was amazing. Uh, it was very loud, man. You could see the energy everywhere. You didn't really see too many red. And then you seen that little left corner. But other than that, it was purple and gold all throughout that stadium, man. And knowing that our fan base got our back like that, we have to give them something. Like, you have to give them a show. You know, you got to reward this, reward this community. Like, they come and support us like that. And, like, you know, like, that game could have been either other way. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's either a win or a loss. And, that's what we're going to have to try to get some more wins in this community. Largest crowd in the history of the football program. What was it? 51,711 clips, something like that. Um, and speaking of which, you know, there were some, a few uh, logistical issues with just having a crowd that big. And we had a feeling this, you know, concessions and stuff. I did uh, talk to J.J. McLam today, uh, assistant athletic director, associate athletic director. And Clip, he'll be coming on. We're going to talk to him on Tuesday's PRL. So he'll be coming on to uh, talk about that, what happened, uh, what they're doing going forward. So a lot of fans that I know a lot of folks called in the fifth quarter and were talking about some of the issues, which is the stadium stuff outside of the game, you know, as far as, you know, just trying to get something to eat or drink. But uh, JJ will uh, be coming on with us tomorrow to discuss all those. So we look forward to talking to him then. And you got to get them corrected because there are three more Saturdays in a row with home games, uh, which is, you know, good news for Pirate fans, and hopefully people want to go out and see this team again, and that's good news for the football team, too. Jeremy, you don't have to worry about planes and travel, sleep in your own bed, that kind of thing, right? Oh, yeah, home games, just, it's something serious, man. We starting off with, a, I think, four. Yeah. Yeah, four home games, and, man, we just got to just take advantage of it. Last year, we was on a roll a lot, and now we get to play on our home turf, and, you know, that's just going to give us an upside. You know, we got to start making those, start winning these games, and, you know, once these winners start rolling in, look at the bigger picture, and that's conference championship. Saturday, the first night game of the year, it'll be a 6 o'clock kickoff at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. A uh, tailgate lots open up at noon for those that were curious. So that'll be kind of an added atmosphere, too, where the game kind of starts in the late afternoon, and it'll be uh, it'll finish up uh, in total darkness. Get a little extra juice under the yeah. lights, Jeremy? Oh, yeah. One thing about our defense, I feel like under uh, certain slight circumstances, we thrive, like, rain snow like especially when it rains a lot of time when it rains in the summer we just go on a, a whole nother level a whole nother notch so playing i mean playing that probably night, helps to cool you down yeah, a little bit yeah. playing, playing at night might trigger us too so be ready for a show that's all i'm gonna say uh jeremy we played your interview with jeff charles from last week and it was interesting hearing you talk about going to the game you said you were in the nosebleeds uh, yeah. watching your brother kiate and uh and and jeff asked you know did you dream about playing and you said at that time you were watching your brother. You didn't even really think about, hey, I'm going to be doing the same thing on the field. So you really are kind of living out the dream right now, right? Oh, yeah, living it out. I used to think I was a basketball star so much. <laughs> I don't know why. But I used to love basketball so much. So playing football in, under those lights, I didn't even like think about it. And then growing up, uh, actually Coach 2, Andy 2, he, he really – led me on the right path like son you're gonna be a football player like you're not gonna be a basketball player and ever since then I started taking football way more seriously like started putting in extra work you know I stopped playing basketball as much and then like the first offer came in actually my first offer was Old Dominion so hmm. the first offer came in from Old Dominion and I was just like oh snap I can I can actually do this, and that's when everything flipped for me. Jeremy Lewis talking to us inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Uh, Jeremy, how much you know? You only get twelve Saturdays a year. You practice year round. Uh, it takes you know you, you the commitment levels 
all the time. Uh, you only get 12 Saturdays right. to play, basically, unless you get to a conference game and a bowl game. How much of it is, you know, obviously a frustrating loss. Everybody, you guys were right there. You did what you needed to do on defense to put East Carolina in a position to win. How much of that, you know, frustration, you say, well, all we can do is go and do the best job we can next week and take it out on the next team. Like, is this something like where you look at, hey, man, ODU's on the clock and mm-hmm. they're going to pay the price for this one? I mean, yeah, you got to have that kind of mentality, not even just because we lost. You got to have that with every game. So putting in all that work this offseason, you know, all year long and, you know, coming in the game and it's, things happen. But, I mean, it's, you still got to look at, like, every game like that. Like, But we're, 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 we're going to take some anger out on ODU, but that's how we look at every opponent. It's not just because we lost this game. Oh, no, we're trying to, we're trying to beat every team we play, you know, to the best of our ability. Jeremy Lewis joining us in studio. Let's head out to the Pitt Electric Live Line, talk to another Pirate defensive player, Xavier Smith, joining us here on the Delcor Players Lounge. Xavier, how you doing on this Monday? I'm doing good. How are y'all? We're doing great. Appreciate your time. And uh, Xavier, we've kind of touched on it with some of the guys, but NC State's got it, fourth and goal, half-yard line. Uh, running back gets stuffed by the time the play's over he's at the 20 yard line the defense is at the 50 yard line one of the wildest plays uh in daddy ficklin stadium what was that like from your perspective um man i'm just out there having fun with my brothers uh you know that's how we practice you know uh we try to translate how we practice in the games and it showed up in a big time situation uh, it was nothing new to us uh we just play for each other we play hard feed off each other's energy and you know, when a defense does that, you know, you make big plays and, you know, everyone <laughs> turns up like that. And Xavier, I was going to say, you know, you got the shutout of NC State in the second half. You came on last week saying, hey, look, I'm not inti- intimidated by anybody. I'm, we're ready for this. We're built for this. Uh, did this game play out the way you thought it would, at least uh, from the defensive perspective? Um, I always look at everything as, you know, what we can do better. So, obviously, we did some great things, but you know, we got to be our hardest critics, so we got to go back to the meeting rooms, back to film, and see the things we didn't do right. You know, maybe we could have pitched a shutout in the first half, not just the second half. So, you know, it was great to obviously do those things, uh, you know, back in a real game situation. But, you know, his next play mentality, you know, is uh, live in the moment Saturday, correct the Sunday, and then on to the next game. So you can't really get caught up too much, you know, what we did. But obviously it was great, and we did some great things, and, you know, we made some big improvements when you know we try to make a statement and i feel like we did get to that point we just didn't have the outcome we uh wanted xavier smith on the pit electric live line jeremy lewis here in studio and jeremy that the stop on fourth down came not that long after a fumble on the goal line by nc state and in those situations as somebody who watches 100 football games every weekend I'm like, all right, state scores. I'm starting to do math here in my head. You guys are like, no, they're not going to score. Yeah. <laughs> like every single play. So I don't know. What's that mindset like when they're knocking on the door and you got to have that confidence that, no, you're not getting in this time? I mean, you got to have a mindset where you, where they bleed just how we bleed. You know, we put our jersey on just how they put their jersey on, helmets on just how they put their helmet on, man. So, you know, I got my 11 guys. You got your 11 guys. And we got to get the offense back to ball. Y'all need one yard and we just can't let y'all have it. So, that's just we gotta fast, be fast with physical, and we got a like a dog mentality on the, on our defensive side of the ball, and we were just able to put that up to the test, and we came back successful. It's uh, it's tough, guys, when it comes down to a kick. Sometimes you're the hero, like Owen Daffer was last year against Navy. Sometimes 
uh you're the one everybody's pointing at because you missed that field goal so uh what's it like for for owen right now as he tries to bounce back from this i mean right now for him he just has to uh stay confident in himself like he's been on the other side of the spectrum you know we've seen him make that kick i've seen him go out and practice the next day and make that kick almost 15 times so you know things just happen you know hey you, you can't nobody's perfect you know Nobody's perfect, and we're not going to look at him any different. We're going to need him later on this season. Might need him this this weekend, you know. Situations rise where he might have to go out there and kick that kick again, and I'm pretty sure Coach Houston has a lot of faith in him one bit, and he'll go out there and he'll make that kick. So, And then once he makes that kick, everybody's looking at him completely different. So, I mean, we love that boy to death, and we're going to do anything for him. Yeah, Xavier, I'm sure you feel the same way. You got to, uh, got to stick with your guys and, and pull them through, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Owen, you know, that one play don't define him. That one kick don't define him. Uh, like Jerm just said, we watched Owen make those kicks in practice. Uh, it was a big-time game. Uh, you know, we all have mistakes in games, and he just happened to make one, you know. And it's, okay, it's football. It's life. It's going to happen. Uh, you know, no one's obviously taking it as hard as he is right now. You know, he's 20. You know, he's receiving it. Like, he, you know, he's getting what comes with football, and, you know, it's it's a good thing that he's getting those feelings because I feel like it's going to motivate him, drive him to never want that feeling again. And as teammates, as brothers who actually care about him, you know, we're behind him ten toes all the time. Uh, whatever he needs, we support him. We don't look at him any different. We treat him the same. You know, we rally behind him, especially because we know how, how hard it must be for him because, you know, that's a that's a big-time feeling. That's a big-time loss. It's a big time. It's heavy on a lot of people's hearts. So, you know, it's not Owen's fault. There's many things we could have did defensively to win that game. You know, offense, I'm sure there's things offense could have did some things better. And then we had other special teams, uh, things we could have fixed up to, you know, potentially put ourselves in position to win the game. So it's not just on Owen. And I, I hate that it came down to his last kick that was the determining factor, but it was not on Owen. You know, he made a mistake just like the rest of us. So, you know, it's life is football. We got to move on. Xavier, this is Troy. Appreciate you joining us on the uh, Pit Electric Live Line today. You mentioned uh, practice yesterday, and you guys are still as good as the defense play. There's still things to work on. You mentioned special teams there. How much of yesterday's practice, what did uh, Coach Blake Carroll, the defensive coordinator, have you guys working on, tweaking in practice? And then how much uh, emphasis was put on special teams or will be this week, do you think, especially with having that punt blocked? Uh, if you guys are able to clean that up or that doesn't happen, East Carolina wins the game. Talking about other plays that could have happened or not happened that would have affected the outcome. Uh, how much was that talked about yesterday? Um, you know, obviously we touched on a little bit of everything, but uh, the special teams obviously want to clean some things up. Defensively, we want to clean some things up. So he just talked about the things we need to clean up. Obviously, the uh, the block punt, it hurt us. Uh, we knew it was going to hurt us in the game uh, after it happened. So obviously there's some special teams thing that we need to tidy up on, you know, just all of them. To, and then with defensively, you know, it's just what we always do. Uh, It'd be the same, uh, similar mistakes coming up, you know, uh, right foot up, the little things I always talk about, uh, like, you just, like, you know what I'm talking about, the little things, tackling, fundamentals, uh, first reads, pushing the one, pushing through your work, uh, trusting your brothers to do his job, trusting your eyes. It's just little stuff like that. And obviously, uh, when it shows up on a big time stage like that, you know, it gets blown up, big picture, everyone can see it. So it's really just, the same things we uh, try to work on and it just happens in the games with like i said that's just football you know you're never going to have a perfect game you're always going to have things to come back and clean up and work on i asked jeremy earlier how much are you ready to kind of get back out there saturday and kind of put this game behind you and get a 
one in the win column and come out for, you know feeling good at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, um, we're obviously ready to get back out there and play, but you know, it's not it's not about uh, NC State anymore. You know, obviously, we love to have that that moment back. You know, wish things could have been a little different, but now it's trying to focus on being one and zero. We got ODU this week, so that's where our focus is on. We're trying to keep uh, our mind where our feet is at. Jeremy Lewis in studio, Xavier Smith on the Pit Electric Live Line. Jeremy, you said Old Dominion uh, recruited you. So did you make a visit there? Like how involved were you with that football program when you were in high school? Yeah, that was my, I think, sophomore year in high school. Yeah, I, that was my first first ever visit, yeah. And they uh, they are building up that program, got the stadium looking good. It looked good the other night when they knocked off Virginia Tech. So this is a pretty good football team. Although the elevators had some issues. That's Clint, right. The coaches – they had to delay the second half kickoff because the coaches got stuck yeah. in the elevator. Yeah, that was a unique one. I hadn't heard that before. And I heard uh, Virginia Tech had some stuff stolen out of the locker room. That's right. So lock so the locker room. They've got some things to clean up over there in the uh, facilities. Wow. Now on the field, they beat Virginia Tech, yeah. which is what the players uh, care yeah. about. And uh, good pretty good football team. At what point, guys, do you really start to, to dive into the Monarchs? Oh, today, honestly, I mean, you got to dive in right now as early as possible. You got to flush out NC State and, you know, get locked in, move on, watch film, take notes, and, you know, got a new opponent, and you can't take them lightly. You know, they just knocked out a, knocked off an ACC team, and they're pretty good. Like, they, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they was starting to get ranked or something like that, you know. like So, I mean, we got to just be ready. They got a 1,000-yard running back, 1,000-yard receiver, great quarterback. So, you know, got to be ready and be prepared and i remember uh, a few years ago and xavier you were probably on this team maybe you too jeremy but you yeah. played there oh, yeah. that felt like one of mike houston's first like big time wins yeah on the road there. sure did yeah. and and what do you remember about that that was a, a wild game right xavier yeah it was definitely uh it was lit for us uh, they just got a new stadium you know they was feeling it you know we was excited about our team and it was just a great game i remember uh coming out it was a tight ball game like Jerem said, we can't take them lightly. We got to treat every team like it's NC State. You got to treat every team like they're the best team we're going to face because, you know, we can win and lose every single game on our schedule if we take a team lightly. So we just got to focus and uh, keep the same mentality we had uh, all preseason camp and just keep on fighting each week get better. Clip, I remember that game on the road. You're right. At that time, road wins are, were hard to come by yeah. for this program. So it was a, a big deal to get that road win, one of the early road wins for Mike Houston in his career here. I also remember people complaining it was one of the first ESPN Plus games. Yeah, it was and they, were, they were having broadcast. some issues there. It was all, We were able to see it, yeah. hear it at times. Uh, yeah. They had terrible angles yeah. of the yeah. camera. Right. But uh, this one will be at home. Yeah. It'll be a little bit different and uh, great atmosphere. Hopefully, it'll be. A, I don't know if we'll be able to duplicate, obviously, what was last week. But man, if we could uh, come close to it, it'd be freaking awesome. And uh, I am looking forward to that six o'clock kickoff. You know, I'm a big fan of those clips. No doubt, yeah. going to be fun. Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Our pregame coverage begins at two. Jeremy, you got to get to uh, to meetings, right? Yes, so sir. We'll let you get out of here, Xavier. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Hopefully, we can get you back in studio next week. Uh, but good luck to you guys next week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. All right, there's Xavier Smith, Jeremy Lewis joining us here inside the Delcor Players Lounge. We'll take a timeout, come back. Uh, Going to talk to Miles Berry when we return, so we'll talk more defense. East Carolina taking on Old Dominion this Saturday, trying to get in the wind column. We'll talk about it after this. This 
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Monday, Hour 2, on this Delcor Players Lounge edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock, Troy D. Good to be here with you, Clip. If uh, we have time later, I've got a uh, Jeff Connors update for you. He has uh, responded to our fake Jeff Connors. I have to hear that. And then uh, I've got an HV3 update for you and live tour. Some some interesting story to share there. And then once again, uh, JJ McLam joining us Tuesday's PRL to talk about the logistics with ECU's Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Sounds good. Uh, we'll get to all that. We'll get to Miles Berry right now on the Pit Electric Live Line. Pit Electric, your trusted electrical partner since 1981. They are hiring. You can join the team by going to pitelectric.com. Miles, uh, appreciate your time today. How you doing, man? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're doing all right. And uh, coming off a heartbreaking loss, and you guys are handling it better than uh, we are and the fans are, I can tell you that, because you gotta you got to bounce right back and uh, look ahead to next week, right? So how, how tough is it, Miles, to, to get over one like that that you lose by one point at the end? Yeah, man, it's, it's definitely hard. And, uh, guys, we – we fought our tails off, you know, still couldn't get the win, but, you know, it's all good. And, but we got to have a short memory. You know, we have a good ODU team coming in this weekend, so we got to be ready and uh, be all, all eyes set on them. Great defensive performance on Saturday. Miles, you were credited with six tackles and a forced fumble in the stat sheet. Refresh my memory, Miles. I remember the fumble at the goal line. What uh, what other fumble was there in the game? Uh, ooh, that's a great question. I know. Maybe. I know it was the goal line fumble. Yeah, did you get credited for that one? I, I don't know. Uh, I see it in the stat yeah, sheet. Yeah, that was the that was the forced fumble. Okay, that all right. They credited to me. Um, and then Gerard Gerard Stringer had a good scoop on that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just a you know great play, great call by uh, Coach Blake Harrell. You know, uh, uh, edge blitz there, and uh, just uh, great great defensive performance like you said i mean that, that goal line stop was one of one of the two and it was just great being able being out there competing how much do you practice those situations goal line uh in the off season and then during the season miles well yeah we practice those a lot especially during camp uh when the pads come on uh coach houston specifically likes to practice uh you know the ball on the six yard line the ball on a three yard and even the ball on the one yard line so it wasn't a new situation for us. We knew that we had practiced it, and it was just that was the situation where we got to bow up, you know, and, and toughen it out, and, and we were able to win win that battle. Well, and as I mentioned earlier, Miles, is Troy, not just to stop him on the goal line, but the visual of just the steamrolling of the NC State running back with the entire yeah. defensive unit, it, it almost posterizing that guy. It'll make for a great poster if someone got the right picture of that. Uh, was really incredible and really – uh, an incredible visual on TV too on ESPN. It was one of the most watched, viewed clips on, online uh, a day or so ago. Yes, sir. Yeah, now nah, it was just great to be a part of that, and that's something that 
we emphasize on defense, you know, just topping off and, and topping off just means like when, when one person has them, you know, as a whole defense, we're just trying to get to the ball and, and, and finish them off. And, and that was a display of, of really finishing that guy off, you know, so that was, and that's something that, you know, we practiced and it was, it was just great being able to, to do it, you know, and especially do it in that type of fashion and Dowdy fit. Talking to Miles Berry, one thing we haven't brought up today, Troy D. in the stat sheet: uh, penalties. NC State had eight. East Carolina had two penalties the entire game, which and is why we haven't brought it up. That, it wasn't a problem. That's right. Great. Yeah, great discipline. I mean, you'll you'll grab a face mask, jump off sides, hit a quarterback late, pass interference. A lot of different penalties on the defensive side of the ball you could get, Miles. But uh, showed a lot of discipline there on Saturday. That, that was a major positive. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. It was something that. Like I said, we emphasize a lot. No pre-snap, no post-snap penalties. We knew it was going to be a very energetic, very highly competitive game. You know, a lot of a lot of trash talking, but not not letting that hurt the team. You know, not letting not letting your fuel and and tensions rise enough to throw a punch or anything like that to hurt the team. And and it, and as a team, we did we did great at not doing, not allowing any of that to happen. You know, so so that like you said, just great discipline. And I'm uh, proud of the guys. Miles, I know a lot of the guys getting treatment today. This is a big treatment day, yourself included. Uh, how are you feeling health-wise? What's the uh, outlook coming off that first game versus NC State? Oh, yeah, I feel great personally. Uh, you know, I played a lot of snaps, but, you know, that's like, like you said, I, I got some treatment in this morning, massages rolled out, you know, all of that. So I feel good, ready, ready for this week uh, as a team. Uh, you know, some guys – you got some nicks and bruises here and there but as a team we're very healthy and we're ready to tackle on odu this weekend miles Berry joining us you've played in empty stadiums during the covid year some not so great crowds and then you walk out there on saturday and see a packed daddy ficklin stadium largest crowd in school history miles and and you have a very cool head on your shoulders but how do you even uh, handle that when you walk out and then hear all that and see all that yeah and being able to be here before COVID, you know, I see how how crazy Dowdy can get, and you know, with that being taken away from us during COVID, it, it was it was tough, you know, not being able to fuel off the crowd, and you know, third downs, not hearing that roar from the stadium and from the boneyard, but just being able to be in that environment again, it, it just reminded me of of how how great Dowdy Ficklin is, first of all, but but also what it means to you know play the game of football on that stage, so. It was it was a beautiful moment, especially pregame. You know, before we hit the coin toss, Holton and I, you know, we we looked at each other and we was like, man, you know, this is this is what Daddy Ficklin is all about. You know, so just great to be able to put on that type of performance in front of our fans, and can't wait to keep that going for the rest of the season. Clip I mentioned in the pregame show. I mean, there might have been another ten to twenty thousand people just milling around outside the stadium, tailgating that that maybe didn't have tickets or didn't go into the game. Yeah. I mean, it was just incredible the atmosphere and the tailgating, and uh, the traffic after the game was just absolutely mind blowing. How long it took to get out of the facility? I can yeah, I can imagine. Miles Berry joining us, Miles. Uh, 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 some things you pride yourself on that goal line defense third down defense was good four of 13 was nc state on saturday and sudden change defense and i talked about this saturday but for you guys to go out there after an interception state starting to get some momentum uh and to get a three and out i mean that's huge how much uh, you know is that talked about because that's like you're, you're on the sideline watching your offense and boom you got to run right out there you guys were able to respond multiple times uh, on saturday 
Yeah, I mean, that that just goes back to the training, you know, the training that we put in since January, the off-season work. Uh, big shout-out to Coach Big John for, you know, making us into our best selves, you know, uh, mentally and physically, and us being able to compete. So in those moments where, you know, we just got off the field, you know, where we've only been on the bench for about two or three plays, but to be able to bounce back and go back out there and get a stop just shows us, shows you all, you know, the training that, that we've been through. And, uh, you know, as a defense, that's what we pride ourselves on, you know, no matter what the situation is, the next play is the most important play. And we knew that we had to get a stop. And it was just, like I said, proud of the guys for, for being able to get a stop and just competing. Miles Berry joining us. Just 14 defensive points allowed uh, on Saturday. The other coming from a, a block punt. So a great defensive performance. Got to have another one this week against a, a 1-0 and Old Dominion team. Miles coming off a big win for them against Virginia Tech. So got to strap it back on. Uh, have you started to dive into Old Dominion yet? Yeah, most definitely. We're starting that today. Um, like you said, they, they beat a very good Virginia Tech team, and they have a lot of weapons offensively. So we're just going to have to emphasize everything that we talked about, you know, stopping the run, making the quarterback into second and long, third and long situations, forcing him to make bad decisions. And, and yeah, we're just going to play our style and our, our style of football, physical, confident, swag, you know, football on the field that you guys saw um, this past Saturday. And, and we're going to get to it. Miles Berry joining us. Miles, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for joining us today. Have a good week of practice and good luck on Saturday. We'll check in with you again uh, next Monday yeah. here on the Players Lounge. Thanks, Miles. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, there he is East Carolina linebacker Miles Berry. We got Ryan Jones coming up around four thirty, so got a couple minutes here, Troy. Uh, so it's uh, story time. What do you got for me? Well, all right. So HV three was actually blowing me up Saturday during the tailgate. Really? Yeah. Um, wanted to sick brag (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i met brock anderson on saturday i know he was very cool did he go out there uh i don't know if if he did i did not see him uh cool dude but it was it was a zoo uh let me find this because this was i was going to read this to you harold varner the third his first live tour uh this weekend played friday saturday and sunday which is the reason why he couldn't be there Um, yeah he was playing in a tournament yeah so um we invited him to the the pirate radio kickoff party long before he joined live and obviously that conflicted so you know otherwise this would have been this would have been right up his alley pirates having fun kicking off football i mean he would have been right in the middle of it you know but couldn't come but he said uh one of their medical guys on the he texted me out of the blue hey man one of the medical guys on the live tour said he grew up with you in raleigh he's a great guy hmm I said, um, I said, what's his name? He goes, I just forgot, but I will. I'm gonna get him your, give him your number so he can get in touch with you. I said, that's cool. He said, um, and then he's like, let's go Pirates. Um, as I said, you know, we miss having you here. This and, story's living up to the hype, Chandler. And um, he is planning to be here. Here's a little breaking. All right, here you. we go. Let's get to right, the here's a little story. nugget for you. Uh, planning to be here this week. Oh wow yeah for so the we, odu uh, game yeah so awesome. we, we hope to have him join us at the pirate tailgate zone then can we have another party so uh, he can attend <laughs> yeah we'll do it out there on the field okay uh so i got a text then like a few minutes later let me find it from this guy um so as promised 
I was like, I wonder who this guy is that I grew up with. So I get a text out of the blue, a picture of a guy who kind of looks familiar with, with HV3. And um, it says, Troy Effin Dreyfus. <laughs> Been a long time, man. Your name came up in conversation this morning with this guy, and it's Harold Varner. He said, uh, I'm the uh, official chiropractor for the Live Tour. Wow. That's a cool title. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, if you're the chiropractor for the Live Tour, you are making bank. He's a good guy to know. Because, I mean, I mean, think a regular chiropractor does pretty well, you know, even in eastern North Carolina. You're for the Live Tour. I mean, they're paying these guys sick money. All the people, you know. That's good money. Uh, glad we got someone in North Carolina, from North Carolina besides me. He's talking about Harold. So talk to you soon. Um, and it's my buddy Matt that I grew up with lived uh just a few streets over i used to dominate him in in basketball in his driveway that, i mean that is not true <laughs> that, is, that true. is not true <laughs> so uh we we sent some texts back and forth i said love to catch up with you sometime when we can talk on the phone um and i thought he'd be a cool guest to have he sent me this video this was i think one of uh harold's first drives all right believe. cool we're gonna watch it gonna, here I was gonna, he had some audio with it gonna, so they play music in here that's the lift tour is a little edgier so they have and music. they're gonna allow shorts i saw they allow shorts they play music this is my kind of tour right here and then here we go here's harold wearing his purple by the way white pants addressing the ball still addressing the ball hmm, this there is good goes. stuff beautiful hit beautiful hit by right. harold so there Look at this. That was my, so that's my buddy right there, right on. So what a good hookup with him. All right. So uh, anyway, so Ooh, nice, nice. got reconnected with Harold, which is good. So we'll try and uh, maybe get him on yeah. later on this week, and then uh, get my buddy Matt, who is the medical chiropractor for the uh, the players on the last. Who has the best and worst backs and spines? Yeah. In the I thought he'd be an interesting interview, so we got it in there. So it was good to uh, get to hear, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing HV3 back in town. I'd love to hear that career path, too. Like, how do you become the live official chiropractor? Well, he was, uh, he, I believe he was up in, like, the St. Louis area, and doing it. he was a big-time chiropractor up there, working with some maybe some other sports teams, too. Yeah. So, like anything, I think they're trying to find the, the best folks they can. That's awesome. He had a great reputation, and uh, I'm sure they recruited him to go do that. So, But he was he was already doing really well before that. Uh, but man, what a great opportunity to to go work with that tour and uh, and what they're doing. Great message from Johnny on Facebook Live, and I agree a hundred percent. It's very impressive to hear these guys talk after such a, a heart crushing loss. Uh, Johnny Gardner on Facebook says these young men, referring to uh, the the guys we've talked to in the players' lounge. Uh, are very impressive in their demeanor, tremendous representatives of our institution. One of the reasons I support the Pirate Club and the academic side. Kudos to Pirate Radio being out in front as trendsetters in the new NIL landscape. Go Pirates. Thank and you, Johnny. Man. I, I agree with your sentiments. And uh, not only did I give that a like, I gave it a love. Last year at this time, when ECU's 0-1, 0-2, I was kind of, I was really bummed out to talk to these guys. I mean, do they want to talk yeah. after a loss? It what was, are they going to say? That first game. We went 0 and 1. Yeah. I'd go back and probably still have a text. You're like, great idea. Thanks yeah. so much. 
And now... I, like, stay the course, Clip. Yeah. Keep a look at the big picture. Of the I vision. realize these players are way more mature and can handle yeah. losses better than I and a lot of people, a lot of you out there. And, uh, man, they're fantastic. So, I tell you what, it'll be fun, more fun next week. If they can knock right. off Old Dominion, we'll be talking wins. That'll be the fun. Yeah. All right, I did get a, uh, a call from Coach Jeff Connors uh, over the weekend, who was a guest at the Pirate Radio Party, by the way. Did he see faux Jeff Connors? No, and I no, think that's they, a good they, thing. They did not meet. I think that's a good I thing. I kept my distance. And I said this Friday on the show, it's good that Troy was preoccupied with clients, with yeah. friends, with guests. Coach Houston was there. You didn't, yeah. you didn't make that happen. I never made the connection. And I'm glad you didn't. I said this on the show on Friday. I felt like, and I would, I, I would peek over at him, and it seemed like every time I looked over there, he was staring into my soul. <laughs> so I was like, holy crap. I need to get away from this guy. He's going to beat me up. Well, he, he did. I talked to him. He's like, I went back and I uh, I heard your, your Connors guy. I said, what'd you think? He goes, well, did you get my voicemail? I said, well, no, I'll have to go check. So I have his voicemail. You want me to play? We got to hit. Yeah, let's hit right, it. We, we got to get to Ryan right, Jones. Here, here's, yeah. here's Jeff Connors voicemail. This is real Jeff. This Connors. is real Jeff right. Connors voicemail responding to fake Jeff Connors on the air. Let me see if I can figure this out. Hold on. All right. Bro, this is Connors, and this is for your guy that imitates me. No amount of pain, suffering, self-sacrifice, or dedication is too great a price to pay for ultimate victory. That's Lombardi, baby. Peace out. <laughs> That's Lombardi, baby. Yeah. Peace Let's out. Let's play it again. Let's hear it one time. Yeah. Hey, bro, this is Connors, and this hey, is for bro. your guy that imitates me. <laughs> No amount of pain, suffering, self-sacrifice, or dedication is too great a price to pay for ultimate victory. That's Lombardi, baby. Peace out. <laughs> there's, there's his official. There's the official. So response. was that a like a? That, well, I don't. I, what, I don't understand. You read the was he saying leaves. "f you" to me, or what? I, I think, think so. you have to read the tea leaves on that. It's kind of almost a coded message from Coach Jeff Connors to fake Jeff Connors. Uh, you'll have to go back and think about it. And now you have to, when you do your impression, and start it with, hey, this is Connors. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. This is Connors. This is Connors, man. And maybe you need to have a quote. You're ready. doing Gruden right now. Yeah, you're doing Gruden. Get your hands together. Get right, Chandler, and give us a Hey, good... bro. <laughs> there you go. That's better. <laughs> hey, bro. Oh, that's funny stuff. I'm glad. Uh, I yeah. love when Rajay called you my guy a while ago, by the way. Doing good, my guy. Is it is the dream come true, my guy? My guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, like and by the it. way, yes, Coach sir. Connors. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. By the way, All Coach right. Connors looking good. He's looking slim. He does. Well, I, he keeps himself in shape. He's you saying not. he was fat before? Is that no, what you're saying? He was, he was built. Okay. Looking a little leaner, you mean? Yes. Yeah, but uh -huh. fit. Fit. Yes. Yeah, I think is what he means. Trying to help Chandler out there. Just trying to throw him under the yeah. bus here. All by right. the way, uh, thanks to Kenny, too, for reminding me. Pirates currently in uh, Pirate Radio, undefeated still on the year at tailgating, 1-0 on the season. All right. Never lost a tailgate. Let's uh, keep that win streak going next yeah. week. That was the early one, man. We were there 7 a.m. and the place was like half packed already. Noon to 6 sounds by, like a pretty good tailgate Yeah, time. by 8 o'clock, just about every spot was full. It was wild. That's awesome. Yeah, noon, noon to 6, good tailgating time. All right, let's get a break in. We got to talk to Ryan Jones on the Pit Electric Live line. Ryan, a few catches on Saturday, was limping around. We'll find out how he's doing. 
and uh, talk about the loss to NC State. Look ahead to Old Dominion when we return. A Players Lounge edition of Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Give him a call today at 347-1857. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Still got a couple players we want to talk to in hour number three. Keaton Mitchell, Isaiah Winstead, Ryan Jones uh, will join us this segment and I uh, want to recap the best we can week one of college football because it was wild and uh, still one more to go clemson georgia tech tonight but how about last night's game lsu florida state we'll talk about some of that too and we'll hear uh, some mike houston post game comments as well on today's show but right now we continue on the delcor players lounge on a monday and we talk to ryan jones who joins us on the pit electric live line ryan appreciate you joining us how you doing man Yes, sir. I'm good. How are you? Doing good. And, uh, Ryan, we, we saw you out there a lot on Saturday, uh, catching passes and also uh, a bit gimpy at times, a little limp here and there. It's it's part of football. But how about health-wise? How you feeling uh, on this Monday? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, a little beat up. I mean, you know, it was, just, it was a tough game. Yeah, and uh, back two really good defenses on the field, and you guys were able to uh, kind of break through there early in the game of the touchdown, and then in the second half. How about you're down uh, twenty-one to seven at halftime, Ryan? What are the conversations like at halftime uh, at the break to to try to get back in it? What you guys were able to do? Yeah, halftime, everyone was still very uh, very confident in what we were doing. Um, I feel like everyone just really focused up, and they understood the assignment we had to do and what we had to do to. Uh, you know, get ourselves back into the ball game. Ryan, four catches for you on Saturday, two for Shane Calhoun. One of those for Shane was a, a short touchdown catch. So uh, how do you feel about uh, your performance, the tight ends, uh, after one week of football? Yeah, I feel like the whole group um, really just excelled. Um, I feel like we showed how diverse we are from uh, just being in the scheme, from blocking and from uh, pass catching. You know, I mean, I feel like from our from our group, we put on a good display. Yeah, eight different receivers catching a pass on uh, on Saturday, and that includes uh, a couple of running backs, a couple of tight ends, and of course, wide receivers. So we were wondering how the distribution was going to go, and uh, I thought Holt Naylor's did a pretty good job of spreading it around on Saturday. How about you? Yeah, it was very good. I mean, we have a lot of weapons on offense this year. So I mean, I feel like uh, we got to display that. Um, how how efficient our offense can be and uh, how guys can make plays with the ball. Ryan Jones joining us. I think even brighter days ahead on the offensive side of the ball. How, you know, you've played a lot of uh, good defenses, seen a lot of good defenses. You know, how how good was NC State compared to maybe what you've seen uh, in the past from other teams? Um, NC State was good. Um, I definitely feel like we matched up really well with them. They had a, a bigger defense, but I feel like we had our own. 
Ryan Jones joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Ryan, uh, man, a, a one-point loss. I, I give you guys a ton of credit. Everybody I've talked to so far, and this will include yourself, uh, you know, very mature about it, ready to move on. And and uh, I don't know. I guess that's part of growing up. That's part of being in uh, big-time sports, right? You win some, you lose some. So how difficult is it or, or how easy is it for you to kind of move on after a heartbreaking loss like that? Uh, it definitely was a tough loss, but – at the same time, we have another opponent to uh, to look at this week. So, I mean, our whole focus is just shifted to Old Dominion and just um, looking for ways to pull out a victory this Saturday. Another tough defense. Old Dominion only allowing 17 points to Virginia Tech in their 20-17 to victory. So, have you started to look at the Monarchs and, and what they do well defensively? Yeah, we've uh, we've looked at some film on them. Um, but just, uh, like, tomorrow's going to be a really heavy day, film day for us. And just uh, this week, we're going to be looking at a lot of this stuff. Ryan Jones joining us, of course, uh, transferring from Oklahoma. So you've been in some big-time rivalry games, big-time atmospheres. Uh, you made the decision to return to your home state, play football here at East Carolina. And, man, uh, what, what was that crowd like on Saturday, Ryan? I know you when you walked out there, you're like, yeah, I made the right call to come here, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. The crowd was electric. Um, that was probably the, the one of the loudest games I've been in. You know, so, I mean, it's a, it's a big shout-out to the Pirate Nation. Um, they definitely uh, helped us. You know, give us an advantage, home for the advantage. And, I mean, it was just – it was a blessing to be here uh, playing that game. The defense didn't allow a point in the second half. You guys were able to find the end zone a couple times in the second half, so some complimentary football there, Ryan. What's it like watching that D go to work with those goal line stands, those third down stops, and, and you know, how much can that fire up the offense? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the defense inspires us. Like, when we see them playing as hard as they can, that gives us a, a, a more edge just a do as much as we can just to make sure that they can get their rest you know so i mean it's, we definitely feed off each other ryan how does it work at practice when you're, you're preparing for old dominion so you're going to dive into that you also want to correct mistakes if there's any the previous game so you know with, with the sunday tuesday wednesday thursday you know what, what's practice look like uh, for you guys this week and what are you trying to accomplish yeah sunday is more of a, a recap of the game from uh the previous day you know, but after after Sunday, we more so just shift our entire focus on our opponent uh, the next week. And it sounds like uh, guys uh, obviously have Owen Daffers back, and we've talked to some of your teammates. They said he's out there, you know, making field goals at practice. You're trying to to keep him up, keep him going. But you know, he's probably going through a tough time right now with everything on social media and 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 missing that field goal. So, what do you do to to kind of rally around him and uh, get him back up? Because you're going to need him again this season, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, just really just keeping his spirits high because, I mean, when Owen, he kicked that game winner last year, everybody was with him. So, I mean, he's our teammate, our brother. So, I mean, we're behind him regardless. And like you said before, we're going to need him to win uh, to win games this year. So, we just got to keep him encouraged. Ryan Jones, East Carolina tight end, joining us on the uh, Pit Electric Live line. Ryan, as I said, a wild football weekend. You're, you're playing. You're in a very emotional game, a, a tiring game, a game where you get banged up a little bit. Do you get away from football the rest of the weekend, or, or did you, you watch anything else going on? I guess this Sunday you'll have NFL to watch, but you'll be at practice on Sunday. So are you even able to kind of watch what's going on around the country? Yeah, um, I watched uh, the game yesterday, but really I'm just uh, – I took most of the day yesterday to get my body back right. You know, uh, it kind of it felt weird just getting back into the swing of being hit, you know, feeling uh, how it feels after a game, you know, feeling beat up. But 
I mean, it, it, was, it was nice. I got to see some football yesterday. Ryan Jones, a tough dude, banged up, but uh, fought through it on Saturday. And Ryan, good luck uh, next week, man. Go get that W, and uh, we'll talk to you again next Monday here on the Delcor Players Lounge. All right, sounds good. Thank you. All right, man. Thank you. Ryan Jones, East Carolina tight end. I think he's got uh, much bigger stat days ahead, but did find uh, four catches on Saturday. And, again, the, the distribution, we were wondering how it's going to work. Six catches for CJ, six for Isaiah. Uh, Jalen Johnson had two. Kerry King, one. Those are your receivers. Keaton Mitchell, three catches out of the backfield and didn't do much until that big one at the end, that 37-yarder. Rajay had one catch for eight yards. Those are the running backs. And then two tight ends caught passes. Ryan Jones, Shane Calhoun, Calhoun finding pay dirt for East Carolina. So that's how they spread it around. And... it's a, it's great to have. It's kind of like what is the defense giving you? If they are packing the middle, you, you might see less for Ryan Jones. If they are starting to worry about Isaiah on, on the outside, show him extra attention, you're going to have uh, Jones over the middle. So we'll see how it plays out the remainder of the year. But East Carolina, through one game, I thought did a good job distributing the uh, football in the passing game. As far as the run game goes, 10 carries for uh, Keaton, 12 for Rajay nothing was working on the ground rajay averaging about two yards a pop uh keaton averaging 3.6 but got some help with that with the 28 yard run where he made a a defender look foolish uh coming out of his own end zone uh but the the running game uh we'll see uh certainly have better numbers moving forward when they're not taking on a, a defense like nc state all right let's get a break in we'll come back one more segment to go here in hour two of pirate radio live we'll look around some other action from the weekend also happy uh week one to you nfl fans out there fired up for thursday night and for sunday we'll talk a little bit about that as well when we roll on pirate radio live here on a monday back with you after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. And you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month. Or you can make a one-time donation and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome back. What a great weekend of football. If you are ECU only, you will be uh, wondering why I said that. Because the Pirates lost to the Wolfpack, but... If you are like me and have a separate department in your brain other than East Carolina, which includes all of football that I was able to watch from Thursday on to tonight, then uh, you'll agree with me. Just uh, a wild Saturday, a wild Friday, and a wild Sunday of college football. Uh, Last night, man. Good God. (laughs) LSU's (laughs) kicker said, hold my beer. It was very similar to what we saw on Saturday. An ACC team 
wearing red, playing a purple and gold team, fumbling at the one-yard line. Dude. <laughs> and the purple and gold team having all kinds of special teams issues. Oh, my gosh. And kicking issues. Uh, you have 50 yards. That is the width of a football field. That guy in the first half, I'm not talking about like it like it rolled out of bounds. It was the ugliest kickoffs I've ever seen in my life. Well, that was Florida State's kicker, right? Was it Florida State's? But now LSU's kicker did miss the field goal. Florida State's kicker missed the field goal. LSU's kicker had two blocked. Mm. Special teams. Special. Did you watch the game? <laughs> I just could, no, I did. I just couldn't remember who was who. I, I might be wrong, but no, I because, think I'm right. No, I think you are right, but that just tells you how much miscues was in the special teams in college football this weekend. Um, but that game last night was crazy. I was like, oh man, LSU's going to you know you know tie it up. We're going to overtime. So they blocked. It's blocked. A touchdown on the final play of the game. They have one second to snap the football. After what felt like a 30-minute review Gosh. and explanation, they're able to score the touchdown to uh, to cut it to one. And then Brian Kelly has a decision to make on what his family. his family is about to do. They decide to kick the extra point, and it's blocked. And Florida State with a walk-off block extra point victory last night. I wish you could have got the uh, comments that he made. I believe this was at halftime. He was like, man, that was... So that's pretty bad football right there. I don't know if it can get any worse. He said, well, this is my first game. He said, I probably can. Yeah. So uh <laughs> could be a long year for the Bayou oh, Bengals. Man. Nobody, nobody followed him to LSU. There was one coach that followed him to LSU. I was getting ready to say one coach. Special did. teams coach. <laughs> and then Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, the new era of Notre Dame football did not go as well. As it, they, no, it, went, it went about as well as it could. Well, I misread that game. I thought Ohio State was going to kill them. Well, the point spread was 17 and a half. Yeah, they were winning at halftime. They're up 10 to 7 at halftime. Yeah. And just couldn't muster enough offense. If Ohio State's defense is good, then, then really watch out. But uh, Notre Dame hung tough but did lose uh, 21 to 10. The <laughs> – Georgia, I was kind of questioning them. You know, what are they going to... That was a whooping. That was a big-time whooping. How about this tight end that they have that's like 6'7", 275, 280? I mean, we're talking like Justin Jones material, dude. 49-3 to three, uh, over Oregon. Another wild one in, uh, in Gainesville. How about Florida beating Utah? Utah drives it all the way down the field late. All they got to do is kick it to go to overtime. But they're playing aggressive, going for the touchdown, which they should, and they throw an interception. Anthony Richardson is the real deal, man. He was awesome. I like uh, I like Utah's quarterback too, but Anthony Richardson so smooth out there. Only threw for 168 yards, but ran for He's 106. Had three rushing touchdowns and had a very sweet double fake pump fake touchdown. Ben move. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, fire to the corner of the end zone touchdown. It might have actually been a two point conversion, but either way, uh, he he looked great on uh, on Saturday. Let's see uh, other games. Arkansas knocked off Cincinnati thirty one to twenty four. How about the <clears throat> Houston? And I didn't watch a lot of this when it was kind of it was going on during the fifth quarter, and then the end was happening on our way home uh, from the fifth quarter. They win in triple overtime against a good 
UTSA team on the road. Won the, the Conference USA last year, I believe. And they were joining us soon, but that was a really good win for Houston on the road to remain in the top 25 as they knocked off uh, UTSA, BYU hammering South Florida uh, in oh, Tampa. I do want to go back <clears throat> to the Utah-Florida game. Just like a slight brag, that was one of my upsets of the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Me, uh, shout out to CJ Schaefer, too. That was one of his. That was your top 10 team to lose. Yes. And how your other one was and you And you and Wager were like, oh, come on, dude. Or it was more Wager, but he was like, come on, dude. Really? I was like, I, I, I like I like Florida in the swamp. We weren't talking about that that pick was bad. We're just saying the other option was just saying Notre Dame was going to lose to Ohio State, which was easy. You took the difficult way. I took the easy I way. I took the difficult I, road. Some would say they have more respect for you than they do for me in that situation. Uh, I am, however, 2-0 and because I did say Arkansas would beat Cincinnati, and yeah. you guys had... I almost had... I almost I had... West Virginia. Some could argue you should have. I almost had. I, I almost went two and zero. That was a wild one too on Thursday night. That was so. a good way to start the kick off our, to kick off the college football season. I would say that there's no way in hell that the uh, wild games continue tonight. But you know what? There's a lot of crazy stuff happening. Maybe Georgia Tech can give Clemson a game. Twenty three and a half. I believe Clemson's the favorite tonight. I do like the under fifty one. I don't know how Georgia Tech scores more than. 10 tonight so that would be why i would be uh reluctant to pick an upset for tonight's game so uh but man fun week one i'm looking at the uh and i have no new rankings come out yet i am not seeing any at the moment so i don't know if uh we have rankings as of yet for week two and just uh one more bummer from that outcome on saturday if east carolina knocks off the number 13 team in the nation they're certainly receiving votes this week and i don't think they'd be in the top 25 but they'd be receiving votes and then you win saturday and then the next saturday and maybe the next one and then you you see that number beside your name and that is something we're going to miss out on. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule after this. I mean, Old Dominion is going to be tough on Saturday after a big win against Virginia Tech. I do like that they beat Virginia Tech. Love it. Uh, um, but a win on Saturday, man, I mean, you're looking at – you're staring 4-0 in the face because Navy lost to Delaware on Saturday. 7-3 mm. to three was yeah. that score. Delaware coach dropping an F-bomb in an interview after the game. Oh, I didn't see that, but that's awesome. Uh, so I'm I'm thinking East Carolina's four and zero. If you beat State on Saturday, unfortunately, that's not what happened. But I do think three and one is a great possibility for yeah. the Pirates. You're going to have to start stacking wins because the second half of this uh, schedule is really really tough. And not that the first half is super easy, but you look at games against Old Dominion, Campbell, Navy, USF, and Tulane much easier than when you get to your UCFs. Um, Houston. Houston, Cincinnati, and BYU looks really, really good, as we thought they would. So, uh, yeah, that's the way the schedule breaks out for East Carolina for this 2022 season. Uh, NFL, Chandler? It's here. Getting underway on Thursday. What an opener we have. We'll, uh, we'll have that here on Pirate Radio, right, Shirley? So, yeah, uh, our coverage begins at seven o'clock i believe all right so it'll be bills rams coming up do we Great have matchup do we have our triple header yet shirley or yes all right what do we got let's for go sunday? break it out it's exciting all right. stuff yeah. for this sunday we have game one will feature the Bengals hosting the steelers all right good afc north matchup 
game two will be the Raiders at the Chargers. Great AFC West game. And the Cowboys host the Bucks ah, in the night game. game. Terrible game. I'll see if we can preempt that. For yeah, there's still, there seems to be a lot of Packers and Raiders and I don't know. It looks it like just, we've got our lineups for the next couple of weeks, too. Yeah. Any commanders in there? Yes. Commanders. What? Where are you? Oh, uh, because we have a Thursday night game. I know. Like yes, you three. have one Thursday night game, and no, three. actually, there's more than one. Hold on. Do, 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 well, I'm just talking about in the and in Commanders the Eagles November 14th on Monday night. That's a Monday night game. Hmm. All right, go Commanders. How you feeling about Sunday, Chandler? I'm feeling good, uh, confident. I, yeah, um, very confident. I, I I do like the Panthers' chances. On Sunday, Jacoby Brissett going to be making a reunion start for the Browns. Um, and I think that Baker Mayfield, even though he says he did not say, I'm going to F them up, I know that he is thinking that, and I know that is going to be the goal. I know today that Matt Rule said that the hype is not around Baker and, and the revenge on the Browns. I think that's total BS. I think that that's uh, this is going to be a chance for Baker to get some revenge on the Browns. And then I do like – uh, the Panthers uh, defensively as well, that very young defense putting pressure on Jacoby Brissett, uh, who's got it done before in the past as a backup. Um, but I do – I think the Panthers – I think the Panthers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm taking them uh, – I'm taking the points with them. All right. Uh, Chandler is ready to go for Sunday. We'll see you at uh, Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers, baby. The – uh, the official headquarters of Chandler Honeycutt in the NFL on Sunday. All right. I uh, plan on being there, my, there myself after a late night on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Yes, we'll be taking your calls. We took over 40 calls on Saturday after the loss to NC State. We uh, So we have four lines here. And at the beginning of the show, four callers call in, get right on. And we stayed that way for about two and a half hours. Oh, yeah on saturday easily before uh they finally started uh dying off so kudos to uh pirate fans for making it what it is that show is all about you and uh you kept us entertained i, I made a joke on twitter yesterday that i was disappointed in the lack of dumb calls even even though do not be a cheesel do not be a cheesel come up on saturday yeah. after the game I against mean, odu we had a cheesel we had a guy saying uh pull daffer scholarship we had some guy doing a bit about globalism and how it's affecting pirate football. But other than that, some pretty level-headed calls. Yeah. So, uh, And positive calls at that. So yeah, I'm, because that's kind of where this thing is trending. Now, if East Carolina loses Saturday, that positivity is going to be out the window. And we're going to have some angry pirate fans late night yes, on sir. Saturday. Absolutely. I don't think it's going to go that way, but there is a possibility of that happening but i'm excited uh for east carolina and odu i mean the most negativity we had on the show was the operations behind concessions yeah, a lot and stuff. of stuff on if that you, if you missed the show earlier we will be having jj mclam on tomorrow's uh prl and uh, i've already seen some comments uh clock management on the last drive was bad uh says kyle on facebook and some other uh comments on that donnie kirkpatrick was on for an hour earlier today on the brian bailey show uh, it's available to watch now on YouTube and, and on our Facebook page, but that'll re-air coming up 6 o'clock tonight where he kind of went behind the scenes on some of the calls, some of the plays in that game, what happened. So 
he uh answered to that i thought it was uh very interesting to hear his point of view earlier today on the brian bailey show that's coming up at six o'clock right here on pirate radio we'll take a time out come back when we return hour three we'll hear some of the uh raw emotion from mike houston directly following that loss to nc state on saturday and also uh talk to isaiah winstead in hour three of pirate radio live it's all ahead and we have a giveaway we'll open up the booty bag for you all ahead on prl back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories that is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't. How's uh, it going up there? Yes, high up here. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They'll buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now back to the show. Here's Clip. All right, Queen Shirley. Hey, Shirley. How is it up there? Oh, this camera shot is hilarious. Come back down. Shirley was complaining about her chair. So I rolled a chair from Studio A into Studio B, and now she's sitting three foot taller than Chandler. Yeah, because if you could see Chandler in the camera shot, which I don't know if you can or not, where, but uh, where, there is a considerable height difference between the two of us right now. Where's the elevator at? I'm trying to go up there. Oh, you're funny. So, yeah, my, you know, you have the chairs that have the little lever that you can make it, you know, go up a little bit higher or go a little lower. And for some reason, my chair, I, I set it up pretty high, and it gets me about exactly where I want in terms of where I have to put my hands. Because, you know, height. I'm running between two computers and a, and a soundboard, so I have to, you know, turn and whatnot. And for some reason, I'll be just sitting there and just randomly, my chair will just sink. And then all of a sudden, I go from being five foot three to four foot three. And all of a sudden, I'm like eye level with the desk. So it's just, you know, so I was fussing about that during the commercial break. And next thing I know, Clip has come in with one of the high ones. I call I those the high chairs. Yeah, I think you look good over there. And at first I thought, oh, this is great. But now I'm, I'm having second thoughts because it's a long way down to touch things. Now you got to play all these cuts and uh, do a lot of reaching and strain your back and all that. Yeah, I'm going to need a chiropractor after this is done. Um, do we? Does Troy still have that guy's number? Oh, yeah. Maybe we can get him on the show. He yeah, can help yeah. you out. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I saw this uh, on – so I don't have TikTok – I, I I said that Twitter was going to be the last thing I get. I, I don't have like Snapchat or TikTok or well, I don't know what the other ones are. I Any have Snapchat to keep up Instagram. with my niece. I don't have I don't, Instagram. I don't, I don't do anything on Snapchat. All I do is look at my niece's videos. And I have TikTok on my phone, but not because I put it there, but because my nephew put it there. 
so i'm kind of out to lunch on all these things but i saw um a necessary roughness which is a college football podcast on uh oh, i thought you meant the movie on barstool which is where i'm sure they got the movie from uh or the name from um so they put this up today and i was like wait a minute that's a ecu player in an ecu uniform what is this and i don't know what time this is but you can you get a picture outside and it looks like it's i don't know if it's dirty it looks like it's before the game probably but the caption is when you get recruited thinking you're gonna play right away oh i saw this just to not even be allowed on the field with the team (laughs) and it is fletcher marshall jr one of those tall corners we were talking about this all season and not sure what the deal is i do know that this uh could it possibly be he's in houston's doghouse and that's why i just know it uh probably shouldn't be put out on video I, and that, social media. That I can agree with that yes so if he's not in the doghouse before he probably is now yeah. i would imagine mm-hmm. so uh not a good look there but Said uh, he was being recruited thinking he was going to start day one <laughs> he's not even allowed on the field during warm-ups <laughs> yeah he doesn't even have pads on so uh, which a lot of players are you know in street clothes and stuff so yeah uh so there you go that's uh could be floating around to a computer screen near you my advice would be um if you're thinking about doing something like that to not do it just for your own good i don't think anything positive can really come of that yeah yeah i mean you're only making you're only making it worse for yourself i agree yeah it's not gonna yeah former ecu player caught some uh comments for his posts who on twitter former punter can you not talk about it or john young okay (laughs) why are you being so cryptic i don't know i was being like uh troy while ago with josh graham like yeah we had a former you you said just say his name like it's josh graham uh what what did he say uh was basically you know saying i know what he said he said that when that he took a picture of the screen and said basically the owen daffer missed field goal was on the holder was on luke larson which is luke larson now what are you saying right now the the tweet was deleted oh was it yes okay interesting you want to add anything else no we we were we have heard that uh that luke larson this is crazy to say but i have read this and heard this now from two different people that like luke larson and uh they had beef and john young has some kind of beef they had beef some kind of punter beef. and they had beef well last year when they were teammates and i and get maybe I guess that's why john weird. young deleted his tweet or whatever yeah, or something. yeah i don't know but anyway what a weird deal that is yeah who knows weird. who knew that punters beef with each other I guess punters are people too. They have real feelings, real emotions. By the way, real uh, beef. Yeah, shout out former EC long snapper Slay Roy in his first game <clears throat> as an LSU Tiger. He did his job. He did his job. He got a snap. It was a perfect snap, but the kick was blocked. And Florida State Mike Norville, former Memphis Tiger coach, gets a awesome win for the Knowles last night over the Tigers. That's right. Uh, some wild games with wild finishes. East Carolina on the wrong side of theirs last night you know what else is wild i can't touch what? the floor <laughs> I can't. I can't. i'm so far up on this chair i can't touch the look floor. being a queen is not all it's cracked up to be 
All right, uh, let's hear from Mike Houston after the 21 to 20 loss to reach down there? North Carolina State. Mm. There's not a whole lot to say. Um, kids fought their tails off. They inspire me with the way they play. Our preparation coming into this game, we were very confident this morning. I know nobody outside of, you know, Greenville gave us much of a chance, but those kids never doubted. We should have won the ball game. We outplayed them. We dominated them physically in the second half. I just I really hurt for those kids in that locker room right now. They've they've brought this program from the depths back to what it was today. I mean, that stadium today was incredible. Our fan base is incredible. And we all deserve to have a win today. And I'm just I'm sorry we're not sitting here celebrating one. Uh, again, these are comments from right after the game. Mike Houston will have his weekly press conference on tuesday and we'll bring that to you but this is from right after the game so you can hear the emotion the uh, disappointment in his voice uh cut two talks about special teams play well the block punt we missed a block on the line of scrimmage right there luke still should have gotten it off he knows uh he's a he's a he's a very mature guy he just gotta get that kick off and you know, we can't give up we can't give up cheap points i thought it was gonna cost us the game it almost didn't cost us the game but in the end, it's a mistake we can't make. I mean, the kicks, they're not non-characteristic of Owen. He knew what he did on the first kick with the extra point. He had a chance to redeem himself, and unfortunately, he didn't. You know, and he's hurting worse than anybody right now. Um, you know, we've got to support him, and uh, he, he's got to rebound from this. But uh, it's a tough, tough pill to swallow. All right, Mike Houston uh, was asked what he said to Owen Daffer after the game. I told him I care about him. I'm here for him. I mean, those plays don't define him. They hurt like crap right now, but, you know, he's hit that kick before. So we all expected him to hit that kick because we've watched him do it. All right, uh, Mike Houston uh, talked about the goal line stands in the game on Saturday. You know, if we hit, if we hit, if we hit that kick at the end, you're sitting here saying that you know, those are historic plays in the history of the program. I mean, I mean, every, everybody in the stadium has to respect what those kids did down there. You don't do that. You don't do that to a 13-ranked team. You don't do that to one of the better teams in the ACC. Nobody does that to them. And I think it says a lot about those kids. It says a lot about the heart they've got. It says a lot about the toughness they got. You know, our fronts, when I got here, I mean, they were the, they were the joke of all your one-liners. I'd say we... We've got a pretty tough-ass bunch up front, both sides. All right. Uh, we talked about how, in the face of adversity, East Carolina did a, a a really good job responding, and I mentioned it with Miles Berry. You throw a pick, you go out there, sudden change, three and out. Uh, that was huge. Holden Naylor's two picks in the first half. How, how did he respond with a really good second half of football, a couple touchdowns, East Carolina outscoring NC State 13 nothing in the second half. So uh, Mike Houston – uh, talked about how his team responded every time they did have some adversity. I'm proud of them. Yes, I mean that's what we have to build on. I told them I said just we can't let this we can't let this keep us from seeing the lessons, and it validates everything we've done. It validates our process. It validates our culture. It validates you know why character is important. It validates why preparation is important. It validates playing together and you know it being bigger than you and. You're supposed to be celebrating a win. That's all. All right, C.J. Johnson, leading receiver uh, yards-wise for either team on Saturday. Six catches, 90 yards, and had the big 
39-yard touchdown, and uh, Mike Houston talked about his play. Not, not surprised. That's the way he's played all preseason. I thought he handled himself with a ton of maturity today, very composed, really proud of him. Shirley Rhodes won the Fantasy Picks Week 1. She had C.J. Johnson. I had Isaiah Winstead. Chandler had Ryan Jones. And I was not too far off. Isaiah was close. He had his hands on one in the end zone and also had a catch that went down to, I think, the one or two. Uh, But, man, I I think he's a player. Had a couple of drops early, responded, and uh, he looks the part to me. And uh, Mike Houston was asked about his play. Yes. I mean, I think you you saw – you know what his potential is he made some big time catches none probably bigger than the one down there in the red zone to give us first and goal from the one um just really happy he's here with us all right uh mike houston was asked what his message to the team was when they were trailing by 14 at halftime well i mean i was just honest with him i mean i told him i said the stats are dead even at the half the difference is the the turnovers and the block punt i mean it's self-inflicted stuff you know we had a couple of drop passes. You know, you make those catches. You don't, you know, you get the punt off. You know, you you don't throw the one pick on the overthrow. I mean, it's a completely different, completely different score at halftime. You know, you can't do anything about the pass. So you just gotta, you know, focus on what's in, in front of you. And I did tell them. I said I don't think NC State's prepared to play four quarters with you. I mean, they expect this game to be a blowout. We expected it to go the distance. And I thought that our conditioning and our toughness and and our our just our our grit showed in the fourth quarter all right uh does going toe-to-toe with the 13th ranked team in the country validate that uh your team is ready to to take the next step we've got a good football team we gotta move past this and get ready for a very good odu team we gotta take it one week at a time but we have a good football team in that stadium today we have something special here in greenville That stadium today, when he said that, it took me back to the very first uh, Mike Houston line about that stadium's going to be rocking and heaven help. I mean, I, I thought he was about to say, I hope heaven helped whoever walked <laughs> in that stadium today. I mean, that uh, it all came to fruition. Everything happened except the uh, the result at the end 23 to 21 or 24 to 21 should have been the final score, but it was not. It was 21 to 20, and we were on the wrong side of it. Uh, Mike Houston talked about the last drive to set up the potential game-winning field goal. Well, we were we were trying to get as close as we could. We didn't have a timeout, you know, so we had to, you know, we got down to 33 seconds or so. Um, they called timeout. I told Donnie, you know, we needed about five more yards to be in range, so we called the quarterback draw, and we got about 15 yards, got us well within range, but then you're in a hurry-up field goal situation. So, um you know, I, th- I thought our kids just, I thought they handled that last drive very, very well. You know, I had to use the timeouts on NC State's drive to get us the ball back with as much time as possible. And I thought we did a great job with that. We three and out of them with the timeouts. We had, you know, 240, 234, something like that. So, I mean, it's, we, we, we gave ourselves the perfect situation. We executed, we set ourselves up perfectly to win the ball game. We just got to hit the kick. All right, and finally, uh, Mike Houston talked about how his team uh, would respond on Sunday, which, uh, of course, is yesterday. We've talked to some of the players. Sounds like they've responded tremendously, but here's what Mike Houston said after the game. That's the reason I practice on Sunday and take Monday off. I think you've got to flush this one, uh, good and bad. Uh, you got to get the kids' heads back, and then uh, 
you got to get ready for the next one. I mean, that's just the way the season, you know, all, all the build-up to the first game of the year, and now all of a sudden, you know, it becomes, you know, it's just a, a gauntlet. I mean, it's you gotta you got to flush this game out of your system. So um, we got a bunch of experienced kids. Um, you know, they weren't hanging their heads in the locker room. They're, I mean, they're broken. But this this team is not going to be defined by one loss. We got a good football team, and everybody knows it. All right, there are Mike Houston's comments following the East Carolina loss to NC State. Uh, we have talked to a lot of guys today on the Delcor Players Lounge. You can call Delcor 321-8868. Visit DelcorInc.com. Keaton Mitchell, Isaiah Winstead, going to be unable to join us here on this Monday. So guess what? That means we are freestyling the rest of the show. And we want to hear from you on Facebook, on YouTube. Your thoughts on the game, your thoughts on football in general. What are you looking forward to this weekend in college football, NFL? What do you got for us? And as we have 40 minutes left until the end of the show, if you haven't already, smash it. Smash the like button. Smash it what right now. What are you now? waiting for? Why do Come we have, on! Why do we have all these viewers and no likes? Smash the like, people. Like We appreciate you already and for tuning in, for watching us, for listening to us. If you don't like... But- what are you doing? What's the subscribe? Hit the subscribe. Hit, hit the, the like. sub. If, smash the like. Even if you don't like what you're seeing, a- angrily take it out on that like button. Just smash it so hard and say this sucks. I'm gonna smash this like. Do it right now. You know what I'm about to do? I'm about to make a executive decision. <laughs> hey CJ, fire up the trumpets. CJ, you're in the video chair. I'm going into Studio <laughs> A. Look at this guy. Who is he the executive over? Myself. You in that little chair over there. <laughs> what decisions are you Yeah, making? I really do not feel like I have any power right now <laughs> looking at you. Why are you peacocking around all of a sudden? Is that okay with you? Oh, I like it. I, I like the attitude. I don't necessarily like the attitude. I'm sorry. Executive decisions. I got an executive decision. Shirley, cut that crap off. Open Uh-oh. up the booty bag. Open up that booty bag. Open Let's up that booty bag. Let's make somebody a winner right now. I had to find it. It was so booty, far booty, away. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Your booty's oh in my, my face. Shirley's booty is sitting high. Your booty is like, it is. It's, it's literally parallel to my shoulder. You are eye level with the booty. I My booty is literally parallel with uh, Chandler's shoulder right now. <laughs> All right, what do you want to give away on this Monday? How about a $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville? Man, that sounds awesome. We had some great Wings Over Greenville on Friday. Friday, yes. Oh, man, it was good Which stuff. was a welcome, welcome, welcome. Folks, try the delivery tater tots. We recommend the garlic parm tater tots. Those were fantastic. Check them out. All right, what color are you looking for? Uh, I'm going to go with 12. 317-1250. Caller 12 is a winner. More to go after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, are creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And congratulations to Jeff Dover of Greenville. Picked up a $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville. If you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home, Wings Over has you covered. With no third party needed, they have their own in-house delivery service. Be sure to try the all-new Tender Sandwiches by ordering ahead on the Wings Over mobile app. They're open till 3 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays, so they have everything to cure those late-night munchies. Give them a call at 758-9464. I highly recommend the Garlic Parm Tater Tots. Tell them Shirley sent you. Wings Over Greenville, they deliver. Now let's head back in to PRL and a very strange-acting Chandler Honeycutt. In Man, studio kinda, A. He's a little bit of on one here. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. All I know is I looked up and Chandler is looking to his left, which would be no one there. <laughs> but he's yelling at something. Yeah. Yelling at the fish in the lobby. That one fish that we have in the George. By George. The second. Ah, check us out on YouTube, Facebook Live, and chime in on uh, your thoughts on Saturday, your thoughts on this season, your thoughts on anything football-related, your thoughts on anything life-related. Also, make sure you are smashing that like button and subscribe. Uh, Udon Cheek, coach. My heart is purple and gold. That is him. Coach on the uh, track team says, any injury updates? Well, Holton Aylers. Had a uh, shoulder scare during the game. Says he's okay and uh, will be in treatment this week and be ready to go on Saturday. Ryan Jones was limping around. He says he's all right, just banged up. As far as a couple of Pirate defensive players left the game Saturday, uh, we'll get an update on that uh, coming up Tuesday when Mike Houston speaks to the media at his press conference, which is at 1130. So we'll have that for you. Uh, right here on Pirate Radio. Um, Kenny says... I like this. Week one bowl prediction. I want Kenny to have a week two... I want him to have a bowl prediction for each week. One one bowl. Well, what bowl are we in? Maybe he's saying this one if we run the table. Cincinnati versus USC in the Cotton Bowl. He says if we win the conference, what are your thoughts about playing Lincoln Riley? Uh, it would be fantastic. It would be awesome. I would love to see it. I would like to see our defense take on all those weapons out at USC. And they got what? The old uh, Oklahoma quarterback? Yes, they have Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is the name that I could not think of. Hey, how about just like we ask uh, you guys to hit the like, smash the sub, how about the fans on the West Coast getting the damn seats? That UCLA game was ridiculous. Yeah. There was nobody there. Nobody. I think it was. I think it was the same for the Coliseum for the Trojans game against Rice. Yeah, they don't care about their football. They don't care about much out there. No, they don't. Sports related. Uh, Kenny says the Pirates win forty-one to ten Saturday night. Whoa! 
he likes the the pirates minus 13 i don't think we mentioned that i meant to bring it up earlier east carolina i was a little surprised to see them as a 13 point favorite over old dominion i was thinking more like seven or eight not 13 but uh it's a lot of respect i'll be tickled to uh, beat old dominion 41 to 10 after their win over virginia tech then on sunday he says panthers win mm-hmm. comrades get beat down comrades and then sunday night america's team the dallas cowboys take tampa bay buccaneers spoken like a true dumb cowboy fan he can't even get his words right would they take him where to lunch kenny i'm not dumb like some cowboy fans where are they gonna take them they're gonna take them out to eat take them for a nice meal take them to church where are they taking them thank you for being a cowboys fan any uh, any comments no I think, okay. I think you've said enough you're good josh says hell of a game saturday by our boys the scoreboard our doesn't boys. tell the whole story from that game love what we saw especially from the defense in the second half going to be a big year for the pirates that was uh i'd say that comment by josh was a lot of the the temperature we got from pirate fans on the yep. post game show yep like that really sucked um we should have had it but man are we fired up for how this thing's gonna go moving forward and where mike houston's brought this thing right now i had a couple people talk to me oh man i bet the fifth quarter was ugly i was like actually no i said pirate fans really like what they saw today of course a lot of disappointed voices on the pit electric live line but a lot of people were so hyped about what the pirates look like offensively especially defensively a lot of people brought up that goal line stand the back-to-back goal line stand the fumble with the first one and then just uh dragging that guy 20 yards back i told you uh during the game i wish that the rule was that the ball is spotted where they drug the running back and if in that case it would have been at the tw- it would have gone from the one yard line to the 20 yard line get there rid was, of there was a slew of pirates pushing his ass back get rid of forward progress dumb rule wherever you go down is where you go down that should have been a loss of 23 on the play. gracious first and 10 ecu and anybody else worried about a late hit personal foul there on that play i mean the whistle start had to start blowing at the 10 or oh, 15 gosh yeah i was i was a little but nervous you, I, I, you know what the referees probably gave him some slack because credit to you guys in daddy ficklin stadium it was rocking yeah there was no way they heard those initial whistles um but yeah I, and it shouldn't have been a whistle and there wasn't a whistle but i've seen plays like that where there are and they're really really frustrating yeah but uh that defense was just flying around shout out to julius wood who, who got the initial hit on that goal line stand the second one and, and basically knocked that guy back a couple yards and gave uh gave the rest of his teammates time to get there and push him back but uh pirates put up a awesome fight i mean you're talking 20, you're down 21 to 7 uh middle of the third quarter you find a way to get down shout out shane calhoun uh mike houston said do not count out shane calhoun he gets a touchdown on saturday and uh next thing you know the pirates get a pick my boy Jaro wilson are you, are you shouting him out shouting him out too um shout out roger harris for punching it in on third and one Pirates go with Rajay. He goes to the left side, punches it in, 
And then Pirates had a chance there at the end to to get it done, and it just uh, didn't get the Pirates' way. All right, there's Chandler Honeycutts Monday shoutouts new segment here. Get? Uh, you got Julius Wood, Julius Wood, Jaira, Rajay, and Shane Calhoun. Okay, sweet. That was your shoutouts, um, CJ. I've been dying to hear from you. You have? Yeah, all weekend. I'm oh. like, I wonder what CJ thinks about this game. I appreciate. That. How was the AC? <laughs> that's inside joke put don't, this camera don't talk about it. don't let's not let's not i'm gonna get mad if we do let's not um when we when we got back uh to the studio listening while y'all were going on with the fifth quarter call-in show uh a lot of what i heard was what i had hoped to hear but i wasn't sure if i was going to hear the positives or if everybody was going to dwell on the negatives you couldn't really in the moment you can't really blame people for dwelling on the negatives um but i was happy to see at least so many people you know positively trying to uplift owen daffer uh stuff like that happens i mean we saw it happen last night kickers are put into a lot of tough situations and uh like a lot of the guys notably holton naylor said in the post-game press conference there were a lot of different instances that you can look back on, and if any one of those mistakes change, if Holton doesn't throw one of his two interceptions, um, if the punt is not blocked and recovered for a touchdown, you know, who knows what happens then. So uh, I'm just glad to see a, a lot of uh, the Pirate Nation is still backing up Owen Daffer here. I agree with uh, Craig here. It says we were poised to get blown out in the second half like previous years. 21-7, to State getting the football had scored late in the first half. That's a recipe, if you watch football, for a blowout. And uh, he said the Pirates stood up, met the challenge. And uh, he's exactly right. That was the case. Uh, IH Red Zone? <clears throat> case IH Red Zone. Shout out Gary Hahn. Congrats on the win, Gary. Anyway, um, but in, if you go back to 2019, going into halftime, they were up a pretty good margin. And Pirates folded in the second half. And a lot like that game in Raleigh in 2019, Pirates get the ball, they drive, turn the ball uh, over. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like on Saturday, Pirates are looking good, getting a good drive going. Next thing you know, I hear Jeff Charles saying the ball was picked off yeah. by the Wolfpack. What does the defense do? They get off the field. They put the ball down. They got off the field. PTBD. And uh, Pirates actually were able to strike first. So, I mean, it's just night and day where this program is looking back to 2019 and to uh this past saturday let's take a break we'll come back more to go pirate radio live we'll uh we're talking to you folks here to wrap up our show today as uh we are done for the monday with the players lounge the delcor players lounge but it was great to catch up with hold nailers rajay harris xavier smith miles berry and ryan jones we got more to go we're back with you after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Uh, They provide a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live on a Delcor Players Lounge Monday. Enjoyed talking to Holton Rajay. X, Miles, and Ryan Jones. The guys are disappointed but upbeat about what's to come. And what's next? A date with Old Dominion. The Monarchs coming off a home win in which they did storm the field. They had a big party playing Young Jeezy and everybody dancing uh, after the win over Virginia Tech the other night. It was great to see an awesome broadcast for that game. As opposed to... 2019. Yeah, they have uh, they were on ESPNU the other night, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, so they're going to come in here trying to get to 2-0. Our coverage begins 2 o'clock on Saturday, taking you up to that 6 o'clock kickoff. And we're with you after the game, late night edition of the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And, uh, man, you guys were awesome uh, on Saturday all day on the pregame joining us and also uh post game as well so we appreciate it you make it a lot of fun so keep on sticking with us here at pirate radio and we'll have some fun saturdays uh surely the uh, i told people on the way in saturday morning to make sure they tune in right at eight o'clock to hear the uh the intro i said it was spicy and uh that was really cool so we'll keep that rolling yep coming up uh two o'clock on saturday and uh yeah everybody here did a great job on game day and looking forward to another one coming up they don't stop now we get no we we got a hold because i just went back i was actually looking at the schedule we don't have a bye week till november we don't have a bye week till november we do have a sweet spot of the schedule where we get three saturdays off in a row yes sir yeah because we have like two friday night games and then a bye bye week. week friday i think is how it goes something like that but uh that's pretty epic that's gonna be fun that's epic that is cool all right uh john is sad lost getting on to tony he says i'm sad we won't hear let's go down to tony until 2025 uh chandler i guess you're gonna have to retire the gary Hahn voice for a while yeah let's get down let's go down to tony the sad gary you can do sad gary Hahn. touchdown style <laughs> from here on that's out that's first first down Stopped at the goal line state. Stopped at the goal line they're, state. They're dragging them 30 yards back state. That's another first riser, first down. <laughs> now, that's an audio clip I would love to hear. <laughs> yeah. And they're knocking them back 20 yards. <laughs> they're just, they're still going. Uh, who are you? They you're, literally knocked them out of the case at H Red Zone. <laughs> you're Johnny and Tony's down there. I'm Gary. And they got this poor guy down at the 40. He's driven him back to the 37 over to the 22 my god they've taken him in the murphy center my god they have driven this poor guy my god is jason Bourne. he's down evan street he's now at the arby's he's ordering uh i think they have a new ribeye steak sandwich down there they're serving a burger down there now 
Our poor running back. How ridiculous is that? Sumo is now choosing between curly fries and crinkle fries. Oh, my God. At the Arby's. Oh, my God. Uh, there's your fantasy Gary. Touchdown, State! <laughs> Gary, no. Uh, no. All right. Uh, smash the like. Subscribe. What do you all want to talk about? I want to talk about this. I'm a little nervous. What are you nervous about? I've got the well-awaited fantasy draft tonight. Oh, 7 yeah. o'clock. And good luck, buddy. I won't be there to help you. I'll be all right. Yeah, you'll, you'll make it. Last night, so uh, I did something really fun on Sunday. I took a nap, and I felt great. Um, you said yesterday? Yep. Must be nice. I cannot take a nap to save my life. Oh, I could, and I did. My wife came in and said, are you sleeping? And I said, yeah, I was, until you just asked me that and woke me up. Come on, Judy. What a... Come on, Judy! Yeah, really. Um... So then, a Sunday night, I watch football as I am to do. I got to catch up on the Thrones, which I will during the week because there's more football next Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'm ready to go to bed, and I'm like, you know what? I think I saw something about a wrestling event. So I don't watch wrestling, but I, I keep up with it. I go to Squared Circle on Reddit to see what was going on with the wrestling event and the first thing i read is about mjf returning and uh, that i guess that was cool and then i see people commenting on boy cm punk is going off right now cm punk what oh my god did you see what he said he was cursing up a storm so i i have to start reading what this is about and i read what it's about and then i get to the videos themselves and then i go back to reading on reddit their comments on cm punk so after the pay-per-view last night aew is trying to blur the lines they do like a post-game press conference and they have this great event and everybody's happy with it and then cm punk starts trashing a former aew wrestler and then trashes a current wrestler and then trashes more people in the back and most of the comments said in wrestling there's a work and a shoot a work is like a planned fake storyline a shoot is a guy saying what he really feels and is going off the cuff and doesn't care they said if this is a work i'm trying to remember the order because it was very well worded they said if this was a shoot it's unprofessional and if this is a work it's stupid to be coming up with this kind of storyline trashing your entire locker room because there are rumors right now that the AEW locker room's not going so well. And I was fast. I bet I stayed up another hour just following this drama on the internet, CJ. So what is the uh what's the scuttlebutt in the wrestling world today about CM Punk and his comments? Well, I found a I remember seeing a comment this morning that might be similar to what you saw. He says, uh, I don't care if it's real or a work or a shoot or a work shoot turn around, turn around McTwist, it's just not good. Yeah. Something like that. Um but yeah, the you were saying he trashed uh, a current wrestler. He actually trashed multiple current wrestlers. Talking about the EVPs, the executive vice presidents. There are three of them. There were four until Cody Rhodes left, but now there are three. Um, basically, what he was implying is there's a there's a wrestler in AEW right now who he's had legal troubles with before. Yeah. Um, 
and a lot of that and what set him off is he was asked about that particular guy i guess i i guess so i didn't see that's what started it and then he just rolled from there and was talking like a madman and for folks that don't care about wrestling i just bring this up because it was very unorthodox it would be like uh holt naylor's doing a post-game press conference and he just trashes owen daffer and then starts trashing his teammates and then goes with the coaches and also tells reporters f you right (laughs) it's weird he tells brian bailey to f off (laughs) that is what 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 would be comparable to this it's weird because uh you watch the video and you see i never saw the question be asked i only saw video of his answers um but you saw him bring up like the executive vice presidents and you see tony khan the owner of AEW. you saw his eyes just widen and he looks over at punk and he's like yo what are you doing like that and it, it just stayed that way for 10, 15 minutes, however long he took to, you know, get it all out. And I get the where he's coming from is uh, his his side of the story is the executive vice presidents are basically leaking this information to reporters and dirt sheets and uh, some old stuff is being brought back up. And I understand, that, you know, if you feel like your name's being slandered, but at the same time, there's a time and a place and this isn't it. I mean, if this, I got to imagine he's like, I don't know about get his ass kicked, but be getting some sort of skirmish in the locker room. Like yeah. he is openly calling out guys. And uh, Tony Khan, who runs things, is being viewed as a fanboy, a stan of CM Punk. He, he watched him wrestle and now has FU money that he can throw whatever he wants. His dad is a gazillionaire they own the jaguars right yes soccer teams too or, yep soccer yeah. team so they got all this money they can do whatever and he brought his hero in and now his hero is destroying everything from the inside and uh kind of it's ugly but makes me interested in wrestling I, s- I hate to say that yeah i saw uh i saw somebody bring up a great point uh the executive vice presidents who are still there are the young bucks and kenny omega if you're familiar with them um when AEW started out, they were constantly calling him, trying to get him to uh, come on board, and he, you know, wouldn't return their calls. Who did return their calls? Um, Dean Ambrose, who is now John Moxley, uh, Chris Jericho, and a couple other guys who were very prominent names in other places. And it wasn't until 2021, last year, whatever, when uh, CM Punk finally decided that he has seen AEW grow to the point where he thinks they're now worth his time whereas you had other guys who were just as big if not bigger in a situation like chris jericho who bit the bullet and decided they wanted to be there to get it off the ground to begin with dean ambrose right so you kind of there's different i know a lot of people don't care about this but just from a a drama standpoint it is fascinating if this if this happened in the sports world in a post-game press conference it would be all anybody's talking about yeah. on sports center or this whatever is, this is like what antonio brown kind of stuff this it is was very good reality tv if you will mm-hmm. when it wasn't on tv but i believe it is available on youtube it is for folks who want to see yeah. it uh but i can't wait to see where it goes we had aew wrestler brock anderson who is the antithesis of cm punk and all these punks yeah. uh really nice guy and uh looking forward to seeing his career grow i want i want to mention something a little nuanced thing he said in here you asked him how it was going over there um the first thing he said was you know you don't get you don't get along with everyone you work with but 
and then he continued on. Yeah. That was – and we've heard a lot of stories about that these past uh, – couple weeks to a month even when you don't you you usually don't hear guys say like uh freaking bruce allen with washington the culture is damn good knowing good and well it wasn't oh the locker room's fine um they're just outwardly saying that there are legit problems yes. going on which i guess is refreshing to tell the truth but yeah. it kind of shows you how big those problems are so all right let's take our uh does ryan blaney have any chance to win a championship at this point I mean, he's still in the running for now. He was now. like six out of how many ever yesterday. Yeah, 16. So, so, I mean, he's definitely still in there. Okay. I need that to happen. We'll come back, get ready to wrap up a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. All you have to do is follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. You can join the over 58,000 followers today. Now let's head back into the show. Here is Clip Rock. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us today. Chiming in, tuning in, listening in. Thanks to Holt Naylor's, Rajay Harris, Xavier Smith, Miles Berry, and Ryan Jones for joining us on the Delcor Players Lounge. We'll be back with you Tuesday, 3 o'clock, with an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Saw a picture of uh, Willie Smith at the game on saturday he'll join us to recap what went down also uh <laughs> i got a lot of texts from bryce williams some good some bad during the game what's the score no what channel was it on what channels it on he didn't ask me the score the channel he just went in with some takes so uh I, really I was, I was proud of bryce we'll hear him tomorrow yeah we'll talk to him coming up on the show as well and we'll uh, see you then tuesday three o'clock on an all-new edition of pirate radio live if you're listening monday stay tuned for the brian bailey show with donnie kirkpatrick that's on the way see you tuesday folks so long everybody thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation